0: Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grape Talk podcast. This is a special one. This is our fifth anniversary of being a digital only, can you imagine if we released
1: our episodes on vinyl <laughs> or oh, cassette? No. <laughs> what,
2: what episode would you th- would be our vinyl episode? Oh, that's a good question. Why what, what did, uh, did you say
1: fifth anniversary without saying five-year anniversary? Five-year anniversary? It's, it's our fifth s- anniversary of having John open his mouth.
2: Yeah, but it is okay. a five-year anniversary and fifth anniversary are the
1: same. Is it really? Well, you could have the fifth anniversary of the, like the fifth time we talked about. So would that make it the sixth year? If it's the fifth anniversary oh, wait, of the first like
2: time.
0: Birthdays. Yeah. Well, we're
2: going into our sixth year. We've completed five years. Yeah. Five years Correct. done. Correct. Five, five years, years, years over.
0: Put it in the can, it's yeah. done. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is we've been at this podcast for five years. Can't you tell? Yeah. Our first episode was... (laughs) You
1: shut your whore
0: mouth! December 12th, 2017. Is that correct? Correct. We were little babies. Dude, that was... Little babies? (laughs) Oh, boy. Just doze. (laughs) That was before the pandemic. That barely feels like a real thing anymore. Pre-pandemic, that's true. I
1: remember it. That was back in a time when I wasn't a fan of horror movies.
0: Mm. Yeah. How things have changed.
1: Well, I don't uh, know. After today's episode, I may go back to not liking. You know. Well, um,
0: I do want to just take a moment and thank everybody that's stuck with us for this long, or if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome, listeners. Your feedback and everything help us continue to push this thing along. I also want to thank all the guests we've had over the years: Leroy, James, Gray,
1: Alex, Alex, Emma. <laughs> Yeah, Emma's been on here. Emma's coming back, right?
0: Emma will be back for Christmas episode. Yeah, you said Matt, right? Matt, yeah. Oh, shit. I want to make sure we don't miss anybody. Oh, uh, Joyce? Joyce. Oh, yeah. She was our resident uh, paranormal activity expert. All right. So thanks, everybody who's come in and taken the time. Oh, Jordan and and Kim. Jordan and Kim. Oh, duh. Can't forget them. Holy crap. Damn. Speaking of the, I wanted to ask you guys, what were some of your favorite moments of the podcast? And clearly the times that we spent collaborating with Jordan and his class was great. Aces. Doing the D&D
1: style campaign that they wrote for us. That was a lot of fun. That was Mm -hmm. fun. That was fun. Had a good time with that. I enjoyed being on their podcast where I got to talk about Coraline. Right. Arguably a better movie than most of the movies we do. I
0: talked about Alvin and the Chipmunks meet the werewolf. Nice. <laughs> and the, uh, just so you know that podcast is called... Grown men watching kid shit. Grown men who watch kid also,
1: shit. Also, get at me. You guys have talked about Wendell and Wilde. You've talked about all these stop motion animation movies and you have not called me up. What the hell? Garrett wants to talk about animation. All right. Maybe
0: then we get to find a horror movie like Mad God and then will
1: Oh, speaking of which, Terminus just came out. You guys should check that out. It's like a little 13-minute short. Okay, I'll put it on the list. Another one of my favorite
0: moments is when we actually went and stayed at the uh, gas station for the 40th anniversary of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That hot cabin in the back. <laughs> you mean that weekend I almost
1: died? Yeah, yeah, dude. I think I was hungover as fuck. You were sick as shit. Oh, I was I was like hospital dehydrated. Like, I should yeah. not have left the house. I was fine. I felt
2: <laughs> perfect.
0: Aces. Uh, we stopped off at the actual uh, Sawyer home and had a breakfast brunch. I had a very delicious chicken fried steak Mm. and bloody mary
2: yeah that was good now they sold that house so hopefully they will keep maintaining what they do the new
1: owners have said they very much want to like make it back into the the chainsaw novelty that it is like they really are like going to lean heavily into that i hope they still make the food though yeah the food was (laughs) good
0: no complaints on the
2: food yeah
0: but what about you guys what were some of your favorite moments of the podcast
2: uh, well, I enjoyed doing the Death Spa episode, mm. where we really got into the intricacies of lightning and lightning-based pow- powers.
0: It's important. Uh, yeah, we learned a lot that episode. Yes.
2: I enjoyed when Joyce joined us, and we got to talk about paranormal activity so I could get my Mika disgust off my chest. Uh, <laughs> a hatred that will never die. Never, never. But you know what? Now it's recorded, so I don't have to keep spewing it. I could just send people to the episode. Or you
0: just replay it back
2: for your therapy. Yes, you know? yes um What oh man! There's just like so we did so many great ones. You've touched on a lot of them. I mean, I guess starting the podcast that was a fun experience and learning how to do this all throughout those first episodes. I oof! I haven't listened to them in a long time. I, I don't know if I ever want to.
0: Just starting this thing, just yeah. sitting down and doing a thing can be so daunting. You know yeah. what I mean? The fact that we actually did it and we still. Kept up with it this long.
2: Yeah. So all that was great.
0: I super enjoyed talking about Short Circuit. So when we got to bring up a lot of Short Circuit news along with Chopping Mall, oh, you yeah. You know,
1: compare and contrast the two. They're basically the same thing.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love introducing John to shitty 80s horror movies like Despa and Chopping Mall and Near Dark and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah. That's
2: i always enjoyed fun that for too. Me.
0: Wouldn't, yeah, stuff you probably wouldn't have watched naturally. Society.
1: The Burning. Yeah. All Howling 2. Howling 2. Yes, but man, society, that yeah. one stuck with me. Yeah. Same. We haven't done this in over
0: 150 episodes, but I really enjoyed doing the Amazon Prime roulette. Maybe some day we'll oh, do we that should. again.
2: Let's oh. book it for next year, 2023, the year of the roulette. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was that was rough. That was a rough one. Pick a random thing on Amazon and watch it and let's talk about that it. That
2: was fun, but yeah, rough.
1: I've had fun doing the uh, episode images. Uh, oh, yeah. we, we sometimes come up with some, some really fun ideas, like within literally seconds before we have to do them. Sometimes we have like really funny ideas in the podcast and we get to like, you know, make those like visual realities. That's always fun.
0: Yeah. And then we can find images that like, for instance, I took a picture of a cow a long time ago. And I was like, well, I don't know to do that. And then we did slaughter high. And I was like, how about a cow in a graduation cap? Bam. Genius. Boom.
1: Pony <laughs> pool. I mean, come on, you All guys.
0: Right. <laughs> If you don't see our images, listeners, go to our website. They're all there. Uh, you can check them out. We do, we do put some effort into that. And I thank Garrett for keeping up mm-hmm. with those over. We're so getting many. sued eventually. That's all I know.
2: They're arguably the best part of the podcast. So if you're not looking <laughs> at them, you're <laughs> missing a lot.
1: The visual part of the uh, podcast, <laughs> yeah. yes. Shout out to episode 66, our clown episode. Right. Just literally took a picture from Shakes the Clown and put that up as the image. No extra work. No filters, no. no buffer, just a title and an image. Sometimes you just got to get it done. You know what I mean? I'd like to do some more like live theater watchings where we actually go together and not like-
2: It's been a while, Have yeah. Mark
1: go like, I'm going with these people. And John be like, I'm going to stay at home because I'm a shut-in. It's so, true. So you want to get up at a be like, you know, like, it's 12 a.m. Let's go watch a movie, you guys.
0: Well, I was going to say it could be 11 o'clock in the morning. We go watch Suspiria again. Oh, God. After a night was, of that drinking. Was right. That was like 11 a.m.
1: <laughs> I remember that. Oof. Anyway, that was a nice little trip down memory lane. Hey, y'all. Thanks for sticking through that nonsense. Thanks for sticking through 160 plus episodes.
0: 172 was
1: the, wow. this one. And we have a small request. We have a small request and this is bullshit and I hate it and I hate having to ask for it. But the likes, the ratings, the shares, that stuff is very important. Not so much in the fact that like, you know, we base what we do off, you know, like how popular we are, but it really does help us get in the algorithm, which will allow us to, you know, get more access to stuff, bring you guys more content, eventually be able to maybe um, block all of our content behind a paywall and have you pay to hear the rest of our episodes. And I'm just kidding, no, we, we're, we're never gonna do, do, do that. that. No. Just, you know, really like, share You know, whatever you can do to kind of get the word out there. Yeah.
0: We appreciate the support. We make no money on this. In fact, we've been in the red for quite some time.
2: About five years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Since its inception. But we enjoy doing it. And like I said, we love hearing from you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in when you do. Spread the word.
2: Help us reach more people. Here's to five more years. Cheers. Oh, Lord. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) What's the five-year anniversary gift? Wood. Wood?
0: Uh, Is it really? I just made that up.
2: (laughs) Could be. Could be paper. I know that's one of them. How pissed would my wife be if I gave her paper? <laughs> here's some printed paper. Say
1: five. Here's a pink slip. We're this done. This year, give her paper. Silver and gold. I don't know why I became a leprechaun when I said that. But-
2: Holy <laughs> oh, or- shit, Mark, you were right. The traditional symbol is Wood. Oh, What, man. for five years is wood? Traditional symbol, wood, symbolizes the strength of your marriage bond. Wood is durable and long-lasting, indicating a solidified relationship. The contemporary gift is silverware, so spoons.
1: Okay. Wooden spoons.
2: Oh, combine them. There you okay. go. That's why you get the big bucks, the old
0: and the new. <laughs> well, let's get these spoons out of our mouths and get started with smile. Spoons out of our mouth. You know. Okay. Right? Isn't that what they say? That sure. It's <laughs> what they say now. We're talking about Smile from 2022. That came out this year. Hence 2022. Mm -hmm. This one was directed by Parker Finn. It was written by Parker Finn and it was based on a short film. By Parker Finn? You got it. Oh, that one was called Laura Hasn't Slept. Mm. Okay, I like that title better than Smile. You do? I do. Smile's a little, you don't know what you're getting. Could be anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, for for marketing and for like big budget movies, smile works better. But yeah. I like Laura hasn't slept. But
2: sleeping isn't really a part of this movie.
1: They exactly. don't. They, they don't touch on it at all. do no. they? No, she she's
0: actually to... sleeps quite often. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't. She's
2: like got like crazy no, no sleep. She's constantly asleep, having dreams.
0: Yeah, it's true. Uh, nightmares, mm-hmm. but yes, yes, she's still asleep
2: at her desk <laughs> we in her sleep bed well
0: through nightmares. Laura hasn't slept well. <laughs> yeah, this should be what it's called. I think it's really fantastic that Parker Finn who had only done two short films, turned around and and got to do an adaptation of his short film, and it made $215 million. I agree. This is his first large movie, and
1: I think that never happens. I mean, I think we see that kind of thing happen, but not quite as... Frequently, it's but,
2: rare and good for him. I agree. He did a great job. Yeah,
1: congrats, dude.
0: Uh This was originally supposed to be a Paramount Plus streaming only movie, and then it tested so well, they threw it in the theaters. And I think that was a smart choice. See,
1: this yeah. is, but that sucks, man. Now we're at the mercy of like test audiences, like letting us know what we get. Big picture, like literally determining the success. Like, do you send your movie to the graveyard out the advance or? Oh yes, the
0: the digital subscription is a hellscape, and I hate where we are at. We called that shit five years ago. (laughs) We've been saying it ever since. It's true. But that's where we are now. Uh, But this
1: movie was only shot on seventeen million. Whoa! So it is made bank seventeen. Okay, a lot of a lot of effects towards the end there. Okay, I was like, where did all that money go?
2: Yeah. Plus, isn't uh, this is Kevin Bacon's daughter, right? Is it
1: really? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Her name is something bacon. So maybe it is Kevin Bacon's so daughter. She, oh, I have it right here. <laughs> Sozy he Bacon. Yeah.
2: She's getting Kevin Bacon's daughter money. So,
1: <laughs> you know what? I don't want to hear anyone say that nepotism isn't alive in a well in Hollywood. It still happens.
2: Yeah. But you know what? She did a great job. She in did this a film, fantastic so.
1: job, but
0: still. Well, I really did not expect to like this one as much as I did. And I mentioned it on a previous episode. Uh,
1: but this one, the trailer did nothing for me. The first trailer, mm-hmm. th- there, was, there was two trailers for this movie, and the first one was incoherent nonsense.
0: It just looked silly. It didn't look like it was going to have any meat to it. It looked like one of those, you know, big studio, just shit out a horror movie because we got to hit a quota style mm-hmm. type
2: film. Like it was going to go straight to streaming. Right.
0: <laughs> That's what it looked like. Uh, but no, I was very surprised by it. Uh, it also had that Major League Baseball uh, viral marketing campaign where they bought out the seats behind the, mm-hmm. the, the the batter's box and it just had people creepily smiling through that was the whole, pretty good. whole game. So Effective I, viral marketing, yeah. I think that picked up a lot of traction and I wonder if this one had a lot of word of mouth because $217
1: million for a brand new IP, that's really, really good. I think this movie also lends itself well to I'm not a horror fan. Oh, go watch this. Don't worry. It's not that scary or, you know, like Go check this out. It's not super gory. It's not terrifying too. It's like it's like movies in twenty twenty two lean one of two ways: really extreme, or you know, this way.
0: Well, this one kind of aligns itself to the ring. It follows. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a psychological thriller horror type movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it is punctuated by scenes of of pretty gross horror. Yes, definitely.
0: But there I, are long stretches where there's think. nothing.
2: I mean, when the very first scene where that lady is like cutting her okay, face okay, off, yeah. that's pretty terrifying.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely earns that rating. Yeah. Uh, but comparatively to like It Follows, I think it's got more gore.
2: Yeah, big time. It Follows, I don't think it's any gore.
0: Right. It's just got sad children yeah, staring t- at each other.
2: Yeah.
1: And sexual frustration.
2: And reading the idiot on like a... Uh, like a powder thing. Palm Pilot. Yeah. it's <laughs> A real- powder thing. Yeah, you know those, uh, I can't, I don't know what they're called. You- compact? Compact, thank you. There
0: you go. You're right. Yeah, it looked like a shell. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I see where you went for that. beat me up. <laughs> okay, well this one stars Sozie Bacon, as not covered just moments ago, <laughs> as Rose Cotter, Kyle Galliner as Joel, Jesse T. Usher as Trevor, you'll remember him from Boys. He's the A-Train. The A-Train from The Boys. Robin Welgert as Dr. Madeline Northcott, Caitlin Stacey as Laura Weaver. Cal Penn, fresh back from the White Castle uh, as
1: Dr. Morgan Desai. Okay, okay. Stop right there with Cal Penn. Because I was like, this dude looks familiar and I like this guy, you know, like I could not remember what he was from. And then like I looked him up and um, he was from Harold and Kumar. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. well, I never watched those movies because I don't really care for those. You never even saw the first one? No, I don't care for those (laughs) movies. I'm not not a big like like, ooh, weed kind of movie. Like they don't, it doesn't really do much for me. But uh, yeah, but what about ooh, burgers kind of movie? Yeah. Ooh, burgers. That's all
0: about, they just want that dang burger. That's not about the smoking like, of the dude, weed. Dude,
1: where's my car? Hell, the, oh, the this whole is gets way better. So i to have an adventure. What's it doesn't like, really do much for me.
2: Carolyn Kumar had the best okay, let me, let me get my thing scene of getting rid of cell phones, though. He, he walked like five feet away. It was like, I forgot my cell phone. He goes, eh, I've come too far. And that was it. Never <laughs> okay. had to worry about fair, it again.
1: Um, <laughs> way to write that in, fellas. <laughs> um, but then I found out Cal Penn was on the Obama administration. Mhm. Yeah, as an as a uh, associate director. Oh, was Holy he? Yeah, yeah, he was.
0: He played a uh he was in that one show with House. He was in House and The Lost Boys uh who's the main guy? Blank. 24. John Blank. Actor Sutherland. He was in in that Kiefer Sutherland show where he was like the backup president <laughs> 24. No. No, this was something
2: uh, else. I know He was
0: in another thing where he's a yeah. backup president, yeah, yeah, a backup yeah, yeah. president. Yeah. It's called like the 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 in, backup plan, or in something. the bunker, or some the shit bunker. like that. Oh, wow. Okay. No soul.
2: No designated survivor.
0: Yes, I what think the shit.
1: Okay, I believe Cal Penn was also a political
2: like yeah. advisor
0: yeah. in that show.
1: Well, so, he, he also also like really into politics and stuff. So anyway, that's it was funny because I heard I found that out during the watch. I was like, wow, this dude's kind of all over the place, and that's awesome.
2: I'm glad he's back into acting. and He's finally become a doctor.
1: Yeah,
0: congratulations on your degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish the cast list. Two more to go. I thought we did. There's Rob more. M- Rob Morgan as Robert Talley. He's the guy in the jail.
2: Oh, yeah. He did good.
0: Jillian Zinzer as Holly. That's the sister. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes. This one's sitting at a 79% with the critics out of 179 reviews. Mm. 77% with the audience wow. out of 2,500
2: plus. Tight spread. I like that. Pretty close. Yeah. I would have thought the audience would have been lower. I was guessing higher. I would have guessed like 85 with the audience. I would have thought the horror community would
0: have been like, eh. If we're basing this just on how we felt after we watched the movie, then I, too, would have said 79 to 80%. I I would have thought more people agree with me. It's 66% on this podcast, so... Uh, Yeah, there you go. Well, here's what the plot synopsis for Smile is. After witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. As an overwhelming terror begins taking over her life, Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality.
1: Okay, her name was Cotter, and every time someone said her name in the movie, I was like, oh my God, Mr. Cotter, Mr. Cotter, oh my God. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Man, it would have been cool if John Travolta showed up for two seconds. Also, it would have been cool if her husband was actually Samuel, or her fiance was Samuel Jackson. (laughs)
2: <laughs> t- if anyone in our podcast actually got that reference i'd be really the impressed. welcome back cotter yes, reference yeah yes, okay because we are old there's got to be at
1: least like five like plus 50 people out there. Yeah. Who are like i'm not gonna lie get it i'm surprised you got that reference uh, through. i'll tell you
2: what
0: i barely get that reference uh what was it
2: no not nick at night what's what's the tv uh, tv land tv land that's where i learned about all this shit oh, okay
0: well good for you all right, well, fellas, uh, I, I've I've already kind of got a sense of where we're sitting here on our feelings about Smile,
1: but why don't you elaborate? All right, why don't we talk about how this movie is an hour and fifty minutes long?
2: Yeah, but it doesn't. You know, oh, I'm, I'm the first like it. one to complain. I, I didn't paused feel it
1: five times and was like, "How much more of this is going?" Now, don't, let me. I enjoyed this movie. I like this movie. This movie is a blatant rip off of it. Follows in its own sense, but I like it better than it follows. But damn, this movie was way too long.
0: I know it is an hour and 50-something minutes because I looked it up. <laughs> but I think I kind of feel I'm, uh, I'm falling on the side of the fence with John here. Okay. Like I didn't feel it. And the reason I don't feel it is because... I was with the character mm-hmm. wanting to figure this shit out as she kind of sussed it out. So it was kind of like a mystery. We're solving a, a, a case here. You know what I mean? So it didn't quite get there. On the second watch, I was like, okay, this scene's a little pointless now that I know what's happening, right? You know, like on a second viewing, I can mm-hmm. feel it a little bit more.
1: I think we're going to do a lot of comparisons to It Follows in this this episode. So I don't want to like lean too heavy on that. but. Unlike it follows I did actually care about these characters in this movie like I was I was invested I was like yo this is fucked up you know like let's let's get this sorted when she started losing sleep and started getting the bags under her eyes and stuff like that I was like I was there mm-hmm. but Man, there is I know there's, they lean heavily into certain things uh, visually, but they drag so much like you can only do a thing so many times before it becomes kind of pointless. I mean, John, you were talking about like how many like pointless jump scares there were.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's like really that. my only complaint for this movie. So I, I don't think it felt too long. I think it did a good job of keeping suspense very high and building that dread. And I love the soundtrack. But man, they were like, "What about jump scares? How about we do them all the time?" And like, two, th- I don't know, maybe a third of the way through, I was like, "I am so over these fucking jump scares."
1: None of them made me startled, really. No. Oh, I jumped three times. Well, they telegraphed <laughs> the them. Definitely a few that like I was in for. But again, like to John's point, there's so many of them at yeah. points where like they're clearly just like, oh, "We know this is a boring scene here." And it's like, all right, that doesn't really make a lot of sense right now. But okay, cool.
2: The only one that got me is when she was editing her podcast and uh, then (laughs) yelled at her name.
1: I like that one. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, did you guys notice how she turns the volume up? all the way and then basically it like, cuts to her face and she's like i still can't hear it and goes boop, 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 three more times and i was like this ain't spinal tab you can't turn that shit to 11 don't you know if you hold option
0: shift and then volume it'll give you three bonus bips does it really no oh <laughs> i
1: was gonna feel so stupid if i didn't know this. that's
2: emergency volume <laughs> you gotta unlock that
1: again that was a minor thing but like that's the kind of stuff that i had a problem with this movie is like just kind of like little things like that it's like
0: Okay, that's dumb. I do. You, you touched on it a little bit, John, but I definitely want to call out that this movie has fantastic sound design.
1: Oh, amazing. I loved it. Pro, it is super eerie and creepy a la Silent Hill. Con, it does that stupid fucking thing that any sound editor who ever does this needs to have their fucking hands chopped off. Do not make your sound crackle like my speakers have been blown out. I hate that shit. I thought our TV was fucked up because going like, mm. like it would be like a boom and it would be like... <laughs> Like when your speakers are blown out and shit yeah. like that. And I was like, did we blow out our speakers? Fuck, when did this happen, you know? Maybe it was God of War or something like that. No, went and tested other audio. Works just fine. Kind of find out the movie did that on purpose and their sound to kind of basically add an uneasy kind of like, you know, because when you do that, you're like, oh, you get a little like, your, yeah. you, your immediate reaction is kind of like this, oh, wait a minute, but... Fuck that! I hate that shit. It always makes me think that my speakers are fucked up.
2: I did not have that problem. I just assumed it was the movie, but uh, I guess that's a a fair concern.
0: Well, sound designers, you've been warned (laughs) lest you lose a hand (laughs) for your fucking crackles. Again,
1: you can have your deep booming, you know, kind of like you know weird sounding stuff. Just don't make it sound like a blown speaker. Use another. There's so many sounds in the world. (laughs) There's so many. Yes, the sound the soundtrack was really I actually had that down soundtrack was really good. The cinematography in this, I think we need to like seriously talk about this because Mm -hmm. there's more than just like, oh, it had good cinematography. Um, Well, somebody bought a drone. We know that much because there is like 900 drone shots in this. I love them. Yeah, they 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 did a great job. Fantastic. Every single time. That's when they do the inverted drone Mm -hmm. thing. I was loving this. Again, there is a ton of drone shots in this. But Didn't um, notice
2: it, it. I did not notice that. Did
1: you notice the framing of almost every scene?
2: I noticed that it was well shot. I liked the lighting. Yeah, I guess the composition was fine. So uh, the
1: composition, I feel, was very. I, I may be wrong about this, but get at me, Hollywood. But like, I feel like it was very deliberate. Because if you notice, almost every shot of this movie is filmed in like a one-third kind of like empty to negative positive space. Like, our characters are either... There's always space around them in the background. Mm. Some of it's just out of focus. Like every car shot. Yeah. We didn't get any like standard, like medium shots or close-ups. We got a lot of like, you know, kind of medium shots with them just a little bit off. You can see out the window behind them. You can see Mm -hmm. in the house behind them. She's in the office. You know, she's over to the right or the left. And then you've got the entire office just a little bit out of focus behind her. Like you are left with so much negative space where something could be. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when like, you know, shit starts going like crazy tits up when she's like freaking out and stuff like that, the way the camera is, she's never center. She's yeah. never center. Like other characters get center. Uh, Cal Penn's character, um, all of them like, you know, when they're not like before, like, you know, they could be the, the demon or whatever. They're very framed up. They're very focused. But like once she starts having this stuff, there's a lot of negative space. There's a lot of like, what could be behind her? What could be coming up to her? What could be happening? You know, behind this person like that she's talking to, like, I don't know. I, if that was deliberate, then fucking kudos to that cinematographer. It was very visually appealing. Yes, because it, it it made you unnerved. You couldn't focus on the character because you were, you were almost as much focused on what wasn't there as you were with what was going on. And that was really effective. I really like that.
0: But you're right. Yeah, it, it leads your eye to wonder what's going to pop out of this corner, what's going to pop out of this darkened hallway. There, speaking of which, Garrett, there was plenty of open doors with blackness.
1: Oh, fuck mm-hmm. that. Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> I got the goosebumps, as we can see. Um, Faces just in them. So there, this movie had some very, very effective jump scares and a lot of really good unnerving visuals. And combine that with the soundtrack, which had a lot of weird sounds, which you don't normally hear in a soundtrack, specifically for that. You know, It'd be like kind of your normal Silent Hill type soundtrack. And then you get like a... Or something like that. I don't know if that picked up on the mic, but like a really random noise. It would just kind of throw you off. Like you never were able to feel comfortable once things started going south for her. Just the way they, the, the cinematography and the audio, which I thought was super effective and rad. Yeah,
0: not traditional soundtrack at all. You're not putting this on the vinyl. No, you know the turntable to listen to. It's it's a lot of like ambient noises, repeated sounds to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and you keep that through the entire movie.
2: It works really well in within the film, but I totally agree with you. This is not like you're not going to pull this one up and just listen to it while you're driving. Or maybe you do because you're like that, but I don't think it was designed for that.
0: So the, uh, the idea of this is that, um, like I said, in comparison to things like The Ring, where you watch a videotape, you have seven days to pass it along or die. Uh, it follows same things. You go have sex with somebody else. The sexually transmitted ghost disease will then follow that person instead. Yeah. Uh, here we have a similar situation. The SDT, sexual demon transmission. Yeah, that Boom, one. Nailed it. Perfect. <laughs> well done. In Smile, what is happening is that if you witness a brutal suicide, then you are the next or in Or a line. murder.
2: But it's not just any suicide. It's got to be one in this chain.
0: Well, correct, right? Yeah. It's 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 a chain of suicides, and they they have to be done brutally. I think is part yeah, of the that's key. that's
2: the key. Yeah. Well, you trauma. have to cause
1: trauma. Yes, that's that's how this thing transmits. It trauma is the gateway that lets it into the next person. So, so
2: yeah. arguably any suicide that happens in front of you is going to cause trauma. So I don't know that gore is necessarily a requirement. I have to be honest.
0: And if you just close one eye, you can tell that this movie is just thematically about trauma and yeah. what people go through to uh, try to get over it. It, it rules their lives. Um, they can often infect other people based on their traumatic experience as well. And that's all this movie
1: is talking about. Really. I thought that was the, like your actions can, traumatize people for life and they can permanently be affected. You know, like that it was like kind of like the theme, but at the end they kind of cheap it out. Like it seemed less like once they discovered what it was and then it's just kind of like, she's like, I'm going to do this and this and this. And it was like, okay, like, I don't know. I, I felt like the theme was kind of cheapened at the end.
0: What do you guys think of the creepy smile that they do once they are fully possessed and about to commit suicide?
1: In the words of Antoine, Hated it. Really? I thought the first gal did a fantastic Excellent. job. Excellent. Oh, everyone who smiles does a great job of smiling creepy. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that credit. Like, I'm not saying that, like, they did not do a good job. And as the, the crux, the visual crux of, like, what indicates it's been infected, I thought it was a cool little, like, idea. Mm-hmm. I didn't personally find it um, unsettling or creepy at all. So it, it, it was wasted on me. So I'm not saying it wasn't a good tactic or a good like, you know, choice for the film. I'm just saying for me it did nothing. Okay. Ineffective for Garrett.
2: Loved it. I was effective for me. I found it very creepy and unsettling. If you would just walk into a room and someone's hitting you with that big ass Joker smile, yeah, like that. I would be like, uh, you know what? I don't need to be here. <laughs> I got somewhere <laughs> I else I got to be. <laughs>
1: well, like, Lightness and happiness, I'm out. No, I'm, that is
2: not a happy smile.
0: <sighs> no. The the psychology part of this thing had me really thinking about how people go through their day to day and put on the fake smile when underneath they are not smiling doing faces. Yeah. Well, there's even
2: smiling that but the... faces sometimes lie.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah.
2: Well, there's even that scene where Rose is practicing her smile.
0: Right. No, that was perfect. Yeah. Right. Like she just went through a bunch of traumatic shit and he's got to go to a birthday party yeah. and pretend nothing's wrong. You know,
1: she uh, does the, like the actor hand thing where the hand goes up, she's smiling, <coughs> hand goes yeah. down, she's frowning, hand goes up, she's smiling. That's literally the face I put on every time
0: my wife wants to get subway instead of, you know, quiz notes, <laughs> you know, I got to fake the smile. Okay. I
1: get Yes. So,
2: <laughs> boom! Bombs
1: dropped on the Grave Talk yeah. podcast.
2: Fuck subway.
1: On the homies subway. Next episode where Mark will be divorced and eating sandwiches by himself. No, I'm just eating at
0: Arby's. <laughs> um, well, how does this one kick off? With a death. A
1: dead lady. We're flashing back to young Rose finding her mother dead on the bed. Okay, sorry. You said Rose, and I just got triggered because not since fucking Titanic if I had to hear someone yell fucking Rose for 90 minutes. Oh, my God. Movies never name a character Rose ever again.
0: Garrett, paint me like one of your French women. Of
1: course. <laughs> Anytime, Mark. <laughs>
0: Um, the camera pans out and we see that a bunch of pills
1: and cigarette butts are strewn this messy bedroom. Where'd she get all those pills? Good question. That was like a pile of pills. There, oh, also another thing that like totally gets me disgusted. Piles of cigarettes. Like there was so many piles of cigarettes. So I was like, oh, that's
2: just pretty clean realistic. Yeah. I think she got the pills. I mean, you can imagine that she was probably doctor shopping and I mean, there's a the whole opioid there epidemic. There was like so.
1: 90 pill bottles in this room. I'm like, yo girl, where'd you get that hookup?
2: Yeah, that's Doctors yeah. in New Jersey, evidently. They just scripted Willy them out. Willy nilly. Yeah.
0: The scene ends with a phone ringing and we are awakened to present day. Rose is a therapist in a psychiatric ward at a hospital.
2: And she was like sleeping at her desk.
0: Yeah. She's been working long hours, 80 hour weeks for months at this point, we find out. She's really- Wait, 80 hour weeks? Yeah. That's what uh, that's what Dr. Kumar says.
2: Yeah. He's like, you haven't been here since the late shift, have you? And Rose is like, ha ha ha. She puts <laughs> on a fake smile? Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah. Tears of a clown.
1: I don't know if that applies here,
0: but okay. We're introduced to one of her patients, Carl, who's just sitting there and he's muttering to himself, you're going to die. I'm going to die. We're going to die. We're all going to die. And I was like, man, we we should put a fucking hip hop beat to this. He's going to die. She's going to die. Mom's going to die. I'm going to die. Everybody knows. This man is clearly disturbed. Yes. Um, They say that he's been in and out of the facility, uh, mostly harmless, but he's obviously a very manic, depressed fellow.
2: After going through the whole Walking Dead situation... You could see why he would think, Walk, you know, I'm going to die, you're going to die." Is that Carl from Walking Carl, Dead's orgy yes, story? Exactly. Oh, this is grown-up Carl. This grew up. It turns oh, okay. out all right. that really so, so
1: society recovered. That's yeah. good to know.
2: Well, it turns out Rick was just fucking with Carl the whole time and there never even was a zombie apocalypse. Oh,
1: that would be a great final episode of like, <laughs> "Wake up, Carl, it was all a bad dream." Coral. Coral. <laughs> So she basically, she's like, hey, I'm going to put him under observation for a couple days. You know, he's done this before, but he's never had any kind of like, you know, violent or any tendencies. Yeah. So just keep an eye on him. And then um, she gets summoned to
2: Dr. Kumar, who is like Rose. Do we, we want to call him his real name what or are we is, just going to keep I can calling can him Dr. White Castle? I just called him Doctor Kumar. White
0: <laughs> Dr. White Castle to the red zone. Paging Dr.
2: Whitecastle. In my notes, I called him Kumar. So I don't know his real name. Dr. Morgan Desai. All right, so he gets, she gets called up to Doctor Desai's office, and he's like, "Look, did you send so and so?" Call him Morgan.
1: We're, we're on first name basis.
2: Right, Morgan. <laughs> I've never I've never spent so much energy on what to call a character. Doctor Morgan Kumar Desai. He goes, uh, "Did you send a patient to such and such?" You know the uh, and she's like, "Yeah, I did because you know she was uh, a danger to herself." And he's like, "Lady, she had no insurance. The board is already up my ass." And she was having none of that. Rose was like, well, if I've the- got the commissioner up my ass. <laughs> yes. It was one of those speeches. And Rose was like, well, if the board cared about people and not money, then this wouldn't be a problem. So tell them to go fuck themselves. And Dr. Desai was like, you know, it's fine. Just tell me. Just give me a heads up so that I don't get blindsided.
1: See, that was my takeaway from this movie. Late stage capitalism is the devil. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it's about. I mean, well, what are we going to do about it? We're just going to smile and take
2: it. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Ladies He's- and
1: gentlemen, Bernie Sanders. <laughs>
2: So then he's like, look, have you been here this whole like for a day straight? Go home. And she's like, all right, all right, I'm gonna go home. So she goes back to her office and she's packing up. She leaves and it lingers in her office and a phone starts ringing.
1: That scene, though, when they actually pan from the door to her phone. Another great example of something they do in this movie also. They do really slow pans Mm -hmm. in rooms, but it's not for any kind of focus, like you have no idea what you're supposed to be focused on until it tells you what you're supposed to focus on. Another great thing they do to kind of really add that, like, what am I doing here? Like, why am I in like just the movie never lets you fully get comfortable. No, there's mo-
0: many, many moments like you described of unease.
2: Yeah. yeah. Much like It Follows. Again,
1: you never feel, I, I, and maybe that's why the movie felt so long to me is I never felt comfortable. I never felt like I was like, like in a place of like, okay, let's see what the character does next. It was always just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like I was on edge. It, this movie like triggered well, my anxiety.
2: I definitely can see that, but it does do a good job every once in a while of ratcheting down. I think a lot of times we'll get to Joel, but I, the scenes with Rose and Joel were a little more okay, chill. Yes, there was some right. humor definitely in there. definitely a
0: little more, you know, Holly, you know, movie 101. Whenever Rose is in the presence of another person, it's kind of like you got a moment to breathe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when she when she's by herself is
1: when the shit starts hitting the fan, you know? Oh, warning to our listeners don't watch this movie if you don't want to see a dead animal.
2: Oh, it's yeah, been a long time, time since we've
1: had to put this disclaimer on a movie. I was pissed. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. I'm, ooh, I'm fucking mad at both of yeah. you guys for making me I
2: didn't know. Movie. How are you be mad at me? I watched this movie for the first time yesterday.
1: <laughs> I knew about it
0: and I didn't tell you. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> she picks up the phone and it's another patient. A new woman has been brought in. She was in a class and her professor killed himself with a hammer.
1: Bludgeoned himself to death with a hammer.
0: I can't think of any worse ways of trying to end my life other than maybe just set myself on fire. No. They yeah. should put a warning on hammers not to do that. Don't hit yourself in the mouth with this, please. No, they actually have warnings on hammers that say don't do that. Oh, do they? Yes, that's the joke is they... Oh, God. Really? This is a post-hot coffee McDonald's <laughs> fucking yeah. society
2: we live in. Try not to hammer yourself, please.
0: She goes in and she's going to talk to the patient. Her name is Laura Weaver. She is extremely upset and trembling and frightened. And I thought the actress who played Laura Weaver did a fantastic job.
2: Aces. I'll tell you know to be honest, I think every actor in this movie was great. Like they all just nailed their performance. And the only person I didn't like, and it was
1: because of the character, Trevor. Yeah. But even he did a great job of being who he was supposed to be. Holly and Greg though pissed me off yeah
2: those are like the characters to your point everyone fucking did
1: an amazing job in this movie
0: do you think Jesse Usher's ever gonna be able to be a likable character (laughs) in anything he does who's Jesse Usher? he's A-Train also a douche from the boys oh okay
2: and then Uh, he's a douche here and I was like dude this was your chance to reinvent yourself
0: let him be a nice guy for once Hollywood so she's interviewing Laura and she's asking the standard therapist questions, you know, like, well, I've, is there any history of your family members having any visions and hallucinations? Uh, you know, sometimes a lot of traumatic events can really weigh on us and make us see things that aren't really there. And Laura's like, you're not listening to me. goddammit. it. I'm not seeing shit. This isn't fake. I'm a fucking PhD, like college yeah. student here. Okay. Stop acting like I'm crazy, but nobody's listening to me. And she says, I'm seeing things. I'm seeing something that's taking the form of other people, but it's, it's not a
1: person. Other things' faces and that people who have been dead, people that I know, people that like I've had interactions. With, it's wearing. It's like it's wearing their faces. Yeah. And I was like, "Yo, this is gonna be a face-off situation." And I was like, so excited for a minute.
0: If only it was N- not. Nick Cage was the beast. At Could time. just
1: recast this whole movie. No. Okay, uh, but Cage we can add in Nick Cage. Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> I like these people in the movie, okay, so I let's leave that. them alone. Yeah, and she's like, and it told me today that today is the day I'm going to die. And she's like, no, whatever. Laura, look at me. Laura, look at me. She looks, screams and falls on the ground, knocks over a vase, and then pushes herself against the wall and screaming maniacally.
2: Yeah, the first of many very loud jump scares. And I was like, oh, I know what I'm in for. So, because <laughs> the movie's been a regular volume and then just turned up to 11 and then backed out so it is one where you have to stay on the remote a little bit yeah <laughs> or just don't
1: wince. watch it late
0: at night or wince yeah. wince as the loud noises happen well Rose moves for the red phone in the room to call for help uh, she turns around after the phone call and Laura's gone and she pans around Laura looks like she's getting choked on the ground she's, like the way she's acting it looks like she's being choked out and she starts contorting yeah and then she's not in there anymore and Rose is like what the hell
1: okay I knew exactly what this was the moment she looks back where Laura was and she was gone and then looks over at the vase that was broken in the, the whole like kerfuffle. Mm. And I'm just like, she's gone. I was like, she's right behind you. Like, this is the one time I actually like was taken out of the moment. And I was just like, just turn around. Just turn around. She's right behind you. And she is with that creepy
0: smile on her face, holding a piece of the broken vase. Mm-hmm. and she just slowly jabs the piece of the vase into her face and goes down around the chin and slits her throat.
2: Yeah, it's like ear to ear. She starts very high, and it is, goes very slow. It was a very, uh, oof. And I she understand.
0: never stops smiling. Yeah. Even after she's dead and bleeding out on the ground, her face is still in that smile, frozen forever.
1: You want to know how I got these scars? She's like Itchy the Killer style at this point, you know what I mean? It's intense shout out to them actually like understanding how blood works in the, the neck because it starts pulsing and pumping down her body like most of the reason they cut a neck it's like a slight blood trickle like no this is like thump thump it's like pumping out all over her and then when she falls to the ground it's like it's pretty realistic like wow. this one this one definitely got me weirded out I was like Damn. If you didn't know this, Garrett, only about half the people in the world have arteries.
0: Oh. So it doesn't always work the same way. I wonder if I'm
1: one of the lucky ones. (laughs) Get tested today. (laughs) Do you have arteries? Hand me that vase piece, Mark. Let's find out. Oh, wow, this got dark. This podcast Well, if you don't have, care. though, the problem is if you don't
2: have arteries, you just have like garden hoses and they just shoot blood out.
0: I like to think inside my body is one of them tractor sprinklers yes, going back exactly. and forth to spraying my innards with blood.
2: <laughs> oh, that's how it works
0: in some, for some people, according to horror movies. And now I want to have a tractor sprinkler blood horror movie.
2: That's like an Art the Clown type. Maybe Terrifier 3. Please. Yes. Where are you at, Damien Leon?
1: I got ideas.
2: Oh, is it Motel Hell? Yeah. Where they were growing? Throwing them—that'd have been a good scene for there too. You're right.
1: Then we cut to a title card. Don't forget, we get that weird title card. I like the title card. Yeah, I did not enjoy it. It's a flashing light, just (laughs) it's an epilepsy (laughs) warning, just waiting to happen. It's basically just like smile, smile, smile. I was like, wow, okay. Is this what the feel we're going with? And yeah, that's the feel we went with. Yeah,
2: I thought it was going to like zoom out and been like a broken dentist sign or something. But <laughs> yeah. no, it's just a title card.
0: <laughs> you know what? I miss title cards from the 80s when they did the swoop in like Superman, yes. where it's
2: like that
1: long trail. We need some more of that happening again.
2: Title cards really have taken a step back. Yeah. Like, I, I miss it's...
1: title sequences. I watched Final Destination the other day and I was like, man, I really miss these like yeah. a minute and a half title sequences where we get some crazy visual that some 3D CG artist is like, finally, it's Tony's time to shine
2: (laughs) let me see all the characters looking up when their name comes that's what I want to see that's the only one to remember these I want
1: the predator freeze frame where they basically it's all like you know Danny DeVito and he like freezes like hey and it smiles. (laughs) you know what now that
0: AI is taking over the art world that'll be where everybody's going to go to they're going to start making those those title sequences again okay that's where all the 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 talent's going all right let's move on to something that
1: I hate less than that so (laughs) back to smile
0: Rose is sitting in the office. Uh, she's being interviewed by two policemen. We're going to come find out that one of those policemen has a history with Rose. His name's
1: Joel. I like Joel. Joel's a good guy. What? Yeah. Yeah. I thought Joel was good. He didn't do any. Joel's like compared to Trevor. Why do you not like Joel? Joel just seems smarmy as fuck to me. Really?
2: He seems supportive and is trying to <laughs> help her. And
1: <laughs> I didn't know what their history was for a long time. So the whole movie I was just like, she left this dickhead for a reason. Well, she told you. Well, yeah, at the very, very end, we mm. find out. They're trying to determine exactly what they can
0: tell Laura's family because they're going to have to go talk to the parents after this horrific suicide. And they're like, we just want to know, was she on the level? Was she Looney Tunes? Yeah. Like, what are we talking here?
2: Sounds like a head case to me.
1: Yeah, well, you, got, you got asshole cop and then you got Joel, who mm-hmm. only looks nice because the asshole cop is such a fucking dick. I don't,
2: I did not get that vibe from Joel at all. It just seemed like an okay guy dealing with a lot of shit. And yeah, so she's like, well, she could be dealing with like a post-traumatic stress situation situation and you know she came in she was very manic da 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 da. and yeah the asshole cop is like got it she's crazy yeah and then they send her home and then we get to meet trevor for the first time
0: Rose drinks a lot of wine in this movie,
1: I've noticed. Okay, Wouldn't you? I want to dissect this scene because this drove me absolutely crazy. So she walks in, and if you have subtitles on, the screen basically pops up the word meow at the bottom before the cat walks in frame. So it was like, she walks in and it was meow. And I was like, did she just meow at her home? Don't you? <laughs> she's the only one there on the screen. I was like, what the? And a little kitty walks in. And the, I paused the movie immediately and turned to my roommate, and I was like, if anything happens to this fucking cat, I was so, mm-hmm. like, already upset because I knew something. This movie was the kind of movie that would totally lean into
2: that. That's First
1: mistake, naming the cat after a hairstyle.
2: Oh, she named it Mustache. That's a good That's a cat name. That's a tremendous cat name. Why is that a good cat That's name? A good cat name. I don't know, but when I hear a cat named Mustache, I go, that is a great name for a cat.
1: Shout out to all the great cats in my life. Jarvis, Tux, Sideburns.
2: Oh, Sideburn goatee. is a great cat name. Goatee, <laughs> This no. be
1: all Milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sadburn, do you want some of this milk? Yeah. Goatee, not so much. So she comes home, and of course, she's had a rough day. Who doesn't? Yeah, she I would opens, say so. She opens her fridge and has the, arguably the biggest bottle of mayonnaise I've ever seen in my life. I was oh, like, I didn't really go through her dude. items. Oh, I, <laughs> I <you probably> paused <laughs> it. I, like, I judged gonna... the fuck out of her fridge, man. She's got like three different mustards. I was like, you bougie fucker. Baloney? So, <laughs> what kind of white trash is this? Does <laughs> it have gets, a
2: first name at least?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then she struggles to get the cork out of the white wine. And she does. Yep. And then she turns around and leans against the fridge to drink her wine. Which... Why? Because she's going to down it so
0: fast. She might as (laughs) well be right there at the source. Look,
2: I I think you're judging her very hard considering the day she just had. Yes, I am. I know know
1: I'm being unfair on this, but like
2: when she got home,
1: I was just like, I don't care for this woman's lifestyle. (laughs) And then she sees something in the doorway. The first of Garrett's "fuck this movie." I don't want to see anything else. It has to do that well, shit. Scared the fuck out of me.
0: It pans from Rose at the fridge, and it goes across the kitchen and dining room, and over in the corner, you can see Laura smiling creepily in the blackness.
2: Oh, is that Laura? Yeah. Oh, that was okay. Laura.
1: It was great. It's a great visual. It's it's just visual enough where you can actually see her and not be like, "What is that?" But I it's saw also it was like, a
2: face, but you know, I can't recognize anybody, oh, so no, I was she, like, yeah, "Oh, she's, she's standing
1: goes. there," and I was like, mm, "I'm not okay with this." And then
0: all of a sudden, Rose, the fiance's home, and mm-hmm. she drops her first of many <laughs>
1: glasses of wine on the ground. <laughs> yes, I was like, this has just become a running gag with yeah, her.
2: Trevor's a dick, but I totally get it, man.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So she gets startled. They clean up the wine,
1: and she kind of says, "Look, I've had a really shitty day." Um, and then, well, she tries to hide it. She yeah. apologizes. Okay. She apologizes to everyone in this movie nonstop. And I'm like, girl, you got to stop apologizing. You did nothing well, wrong. But that's kind of indicative of someone who I carries know, around her, a lot of guilt. Yes. Yes. and I, I know. I got it. But it, just, it, it triggered something to me that I was just like, stop apologizing.
2: Like, I also felt like that it was a sign that their relationship wasn't as strong as it like a, a healthy one should be because she was like oh I'm just venting I shouldn't have even said anything it's like girl this is a terrible fucking day in your life you should be able to share this with your significant other I couldn't
1: tell if that was just her or if that was indicative of their relationship I mean later on we'll find out it was definitely the relationship yeah. but it was one of those things where it was just kind of like huh like why are you apologizing
2: yeah so much? in the moment but yes as the movie progresses you see like oh yeah. he's just terrible if
0: you cannot confide in your significant other when you had a day where someone committed suicide four feet from you smiling creepily as they died then you're not in a good relationship yeah. you need to get out of that now or, and go hang out with whatever joel is nearby <laughs> yes yeah find like, yourself I, a joel is what I i'm saying tell if
1: that was her just trying to be like i don't want to burden anyone else with what i saw or if it was a i can't actually talk to trevor oh, that, about that, this it comes again, with the territory yeah it wasn't yeah. until later when trevor's like you know like guess what crazy go fuck yourself i was like oh okay wait a minute
0: this guy is a douchebag they go out to dinner and the next note I have is Craig and Holly suck a lot. Dude, they're the worst. I so, hate Craig and Holly.
2: So Holly is Rose's sister. I guess Craig is her brother-in-law. See, I didn't know that. I was, like, I was like, who are these detestable humans? <laughs> <laughs> and Holly is just like, well, I have no time. Little Joey's in karate and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and he's taking Spanish and the piano. And oh, it's just so hard to be me. I have to cut the crust off his sandwiches. Yes.
0: She is insufferable. And Craig is a Craig. Uh,
1: Greg. Is it Greg or Craig? Craig.
2: I don't even want to know his Greg. name. I, I
1: had, thought it was Greg. I haven't listened as Greg. The whole yeah. fucking Greg.
2: Yeah. Dude, you know what? He is a Greg. So <laughs> real Greg energy coming out of that guy.
0: <laughs> I didn't even cite Greg in the IMDb uh, yeah. list. I should
2: He's only out. in two scenes. This yeah, one and later. when. <clears throat> so they're basically like
1: blathering on. She is zoning out. And the audio does this thing where it kind of mutes itself. Everything kind of like gets real muffled and starts to Mute itself when you can tell she's not paying attention. Real subtle movie. Um,
2: I liked that effect. No, it was, it was really
1: cool, but it was like very blatant. I was like, yeah, we get it. She, you can tell she's the actress did a good enough job to show that she was spacing out that we didn't need the audio thing. And I think
2: it built that sense of dread because it, it was very uncomfortable to hear. So. And then
1: she's like, you are coming Saturday, right? And like, I guess like their kid is having a birthday party. Yes. It is Greg. I'm sorry. I named him Craig because uh, I hate Craig. Real fucking Craig energy. That's know, yeah. what I'm yeah. saying.
2: <laughs> yes. And she's like, wait, what's Saturday? And Holly's like, this is the worst thing that you've ever said to me. I know.
1: She acted like she denied the Holocaust. <laughs> yes, almost. I was like, yo, <laughs> calm the fuck down, Holly. It's almost like she was like, you Know what I
0: love Hitler? <laughs>
2: yeah, uh Holly. Yay. Ye. Whatever. The Same is. energy. Same. So Rose is like, Holly, I have to work because I have a job. Like a this regular is
0: person. Age poorly five years from now, when someone listens to this episode. Yeah, please don't take me out of context saying I love Hitler. <laughs> someone
2: clip that. Yeah. Official grave talk stance on Hitler. Bad guy. We don't like him. Thumbs, Thumbs down. down. <laughs> Fuck Hitler.
0: Zero out of five stars. Yes.
2: So Holly's like, What do you mean you have to work? I thought you were a doctor. And Rose is like, Well, you know, I'm a I. Work for this free clinic, da 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 And she's like, why even become a doctor if you're not going to make a million dollars? He's like, God damn it, Holly. But this one time in the whole movie, Trevor stands up for his girl. He's like, what are you kidding? Rose loves being a doctor. She would have done it. She'd do it for free. And And that's
1: when Greg goes like, huh, really? And it's just like, dude, you dick. You got no say in this. Helping
2: mankind. What a weird, humankind. What a weird thing.
1: How do we describe
0: Greg? Like, he is like one of the millennial dad- Douches of the century, like yes. that
1: energy that he's aligning millennials. But um, he's well, that's like he's our like, age. People. He's like your yeah, he's, yuppie, our, he's, he's like your yuppie prick. Like he just basically like if if it's not within his direct bubble, he could give two shits about it and will never bother putting any effort into understanding.
2: I it. got it. You know, the dad from Nightmare on Elm Street 2, he's like the 2000 2020 version of that guy. Are you
1: sure you're not referring to Friday the 13th?
2: No, this he time I got, got it. Okay, yeah. Cool. This time cool. I got it. The guy who accused his kid of putting a firecracker in a bird.
0: So you're telling me that this Greg is the Clue Gulliger of 2022. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> okay. That is. Uh, I like
1: it. I can get behind this so anyway they're real pieces of shit evidently their kids having a saturday birthday party where he's turning seven she's like i don't know if i can make it big old to do they go back home and I think we get like a, a jump scare where she like has a dream about her dead mom again.
2: Yeah it cuts back to her in the hospital and she's sort of zoning out as coffee's getting made and someone comes in and they're like hey doctor and she's like hey what's up Is and she very to to zoned out. Yeah and she goes and talks to the nurses. She's like oh hey that Laura Le- Weaver came in and uh, she had an incident with her professor can you send me those files and they're like yeah. Joel comes up and they have this weird awkward conversation where he's just like I'm sorry and she's like look you were just doing your job and and this that, is where
1: we get the indication that they actually have had a history together. Yes. Like, like, you know, like that time's over or something like that. And I was like, oh, OK, these two were together at some point.
2: And then he like asked her out for coffee or something, and she's like, "I gotta go." And the nurse is like, "Did you, know, you take
1: that as like a, he was asking her out for coffee though?" Because I took it as if, like he just wanted to make sure she was okay. I think he was. I, I thought this was innocent.
2: Yeah, I, I think he really does care for Rose, and I and I I do think it was not intended to be like making a move on her. But I can see how, from Rose's perspective, it might be inappropriate because she has a fiance now. Well, like how the nurse ex. the nurse is like,
1: "You know she's got a fiance, right?" Yeah, and he's like, "Yes," and she's like, "But I'm single." Yeah, I was like, man. Get that shit, girl. Do it. Shoot your shot.
0: Rose is on the phone with Holly, and she's kind of apologizing for the night before. Like, look, I'm sorry. I'm kind of not in the the right space. Classic Rose. And she looks outside into the courtyard of the hospital, and she sees Laura down there, smiling away. Yeah. She's
1: like, holy shit.
2: Holly, continuing her attitude of being the worst possible human is like well can you at least get him a gift he likes electric trains it's like come yeah
1: she's like he likes model
0: trains and I was like of course he fucking does yeah as Which, if this boy needs any more material items right. he's in a nice house clearly they're well to do but please it, get my son a gift you fucking it. piece of shit
2: they live like in a hallmark holiday movie house all right oh, to definitely. give you an idea of, of what's going on there and what
0: fucking child in 2022 is into model trains <laughs> what is he my grandpa Holly and Greg's
1: kid yeah uh, it's funny they said model trains I was like, like, let me get these into stamps too <laughs> um, so after this moment she after seeing Laura out in the courtyard she's walking in her rounds down the hall and she passes you know she's passing rooms and they're kind of flying by as she's walking and everyone's normal. And then she passes a room and then Carl from earlier is sitting up just smiling with a creepy smile. And when we say the creepy smile, it's very similar to the the oversized smile that the characters do throughout this whole movie. Yeah. Uh, if
2: you haven't seen this movie, at least go look at the poster and then you'll know what the creepy smile is. Yeah, exactly. And so
1: she, she double takes and she's like, Carl, what are you doing? Like, you know, like, Carl, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> he's doing this um, chant. You're going to die. I'm going to die. We're all going to die. But he's saying it like not like he was in the beginning where he was panicked. Now it's just kind of like, you're going to die. 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 Going to die. <laughs> he's affected by whatever this smile monster is. And he starts up uh, like bum rushing her and she's like, somebody restrain this man. And then we cut back to reality. And this is when we start to see mm-hmm. that she's actually seeing things that are different than what's actually happening because all these orderlies run in and subdue him on the bed where he's asleep like They've, she woke, she basically had them attack a sleeping dude who's got manic problems yeah. and he's like
2: freaking out like what the hell you know they beat the shit out of this kid like Rod like uh fucking I uh, almost said Rodney Dangerfield I almost did I meant yeah. uh, Rodney King Uh I mean they just fucking bootstomp him man they throw him off the bed they're pounding on him like damn well, they're, 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 they're being very
1: rough restraining him but yeah they're not like kicking him or no anything. they're
2: kicking go watch it they're kicking the shit out of this guy okay alright I must have missed that
0: in Rose's minds Die when the hallucination is taking place Carl is repeating over and over you're gonna die you're gonna yeah. die you're gonna die getting up in her face and then it turns out that none of that is true she's made a mistake she's had a really docile manic guy beat to shit more or less yeah mm-hmm. and now she's got to sit in front of Dr. Desai, you know, he's like, Rose, do you think you might have fucked up here?
2: <laughs> and you know, he, he's, he's a great boss. He's like, Look, why don't you just take a two week paid vacation? Just go unwind. And I think any reasonable person would be if after If that's all
1: it takes, I'm going to have Mark get his ass kicked at work. <laughs> and someone's be like, Garrett, take two weeks off paid, son.
2: I think this is like Rose's character flaw. Maybe she just doesn't know how to let things go because any reason. Oh, you per- think? Yeah. You think any reasonable person would be like, you know what? You're right. I do need to step away for a second. Rose is like two weeks off. This is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. Are you sure? And he's but like, yes, I'm sure. This goes back to Rose. You know, I
1: mean, again, if this, this was obvious to me at this point, but later on they actually spell it out. Like, because of the thing that happened with her mom, because li- spoilers, John, um, woo,
2: I didn't do it this time. <laughs>
1: um, she, as her mom, is ODing on all the pills and stuff like that. She's like, "Mommy, you made a mistake. Go get the phone." Well, she chooses not to go get the phone, so she kind of let her mom die. So obviously, she's got all this guilt and trauma based around that. And so, like the one of the reasons she like is obsessed with like helping people. Through mental stuff is because of what she did so like this is one of the reasons why she's so hesitant to step away why she takes it as like almost like a personal like you know attack when she yeah. is told like hey maybe you're not the one to help these people but yeah a doctor decide pretty much is like you're taking two weeks so yeah. have a good time skedaddle yeah skedaddle as it were <laughs> And then we cut to her drinking wine in front of the fridge.
0: Well, on the way home, she stops at a model train shop. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's for her grandpa and nephew. <laughs> it's like, I'm getting you the best silver line B&O Railroad motherfucking train you ever seen. And I did like the imagery on the box of the model train is a bunch of fake people smiling on it.
1: Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. old 1950s yes. kind of pop art style. Right. Yeah. Norman Rockwell shit, you know. So, so after it. she gets oh, Uncle Grandpa, is that what it is? Is that what you call it? Grandpa, nephew. Grandpa, <laughs> nephew. <laughs> the train. She goes home and she's wrapping the train up and Trevor comes home. Oh, no. She she texts him. Is like, hey, are you going to be home soon? And he's like, got to work late. And I was like, is Trevor fucking around on her? Because that's not going to go well for her if that's the case. For all we know, he is.
3: Yeah, classic Adrian. Yeah, could train.
1: be, but they don't tell I think us he that. was just kind of avoiding her. I Maybe. think he was just kind of like she's being stressful right now and I don't want to be around that because we we find out that Trevor is a soft soft boy who can't handle interactions with human beings that are having emotions of any kind.
0: I think if I were to analyze Trevor based on the information we have that he is a superficial person who's only looking for the fake outside Look at my white picket fence wife, family sort. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. as long as that is maintained, that's all he cares about. He doesn't want to have to do any of the underneath work to get it there.
2: He wants Greg's life.
1: Yeah, he okay. wants to be a Greg.
2: Yeah, he wants to be a Greg. He wants, wants to be a fucking
1: Greg? Nobody <laughs> wants to be a Greg. Apparently, Trevor does. <laughs> <laughs> so she, so she's kind of bummed. You can see t- t- her again. Shout out to the actress Sozie Bacon sosie bacon because she does a really good job of like showing how depressed she is just that one text and i was like man god i really felt for her in that moment she's sitting at the table and she's wrapping the the door shit yeah yeah. you're right she starts wrapping up the train
0: uh while drinking her wine uh the security alarm goes off and Mm. it's loud as hell you want to talk about a jump scare so annoying that got me i was like holy shit that's loud and uh, she drops her wine again. <laughs> Smash right there. And it's like, well, there's 2
2: you <laughs> They're going to need to go and buy a whole new set.
1: No, no, no. If you're looking for gift ideas for, yes.
2: for Rose and Trevor, you're get gonna some know. wine glasses. Yeah, she broke half of them. They come in a set of four. They're down half their wine glasses now. They buy them in bulk.
0: <laughs> Alexa, get me 32 glasses, please. Um, I hope everyone's Alexa while listening to this goes <laughs> yeah. off. So the back door is wide open.
2: And this fucked me up. This is my favorite scene in the in the movie. The whole one. The whole one. She gets the phone to call, call the um the cops, I guess, right? No. The the alarm oh, company's calling her because oh, they're that's like right.
1: that's what they do. I forget that they do that
2: Yeah, they're like, Hey, we get an alarm. Is this an accident? What's they asked, what's your password? Like, ADT, how can I help you? Yeah, and she's like, Oh my password's Al Capoco. She's like, All right, is everything good there? And she's like, yeah, the back door's open, though, which is weird. But I think I'm alone. And she then, was like, are you
1: are you alone in the house? And she's like, yes. And they're like, are you sure? And immediately I stopped what I was doing at my table. And I was like, no. Yeah. No, 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 Such no, a no. great scene. She are goes, you sure you haven't let something inside, Rose? Fucked me up. When goes, that voice said that, I was like, get the fuck out, movie. Look
2: behind you, Rose. I was like, oh, I
0: was done. Getting, I was getting PT flashes. Oh,
1: I'm freaking out over here. I don't and then like the this phone movie. rings again. Mm-hmm. It's not her hand anymore. Yeah. I was like, yo. And that's
0: one of the things I think this movie does the best is because you don't know what's real and what's not.
2: Yes. I love how intricate the, I guess, hallucinations. I don't know that they're, I don't know what they are. They're their their
1: hallucinations, movie but it's more kind of like you don't know when you're in one and when you, when you're not.
0: So the movie doesn't ever really delve into exactly what we're dealing with yeah. here, but it is, I'm going to assume some sort of demonic vision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not so much like a. It's not happening, but it's definitely inside the person's mind. Yeah, you that's know what fair
2: because I mean? they they are so intricate, so much different than like it follows where you're only seeing that that thing come at you.
0: Even the way when you think the movie's gonna wrap and yes. it doesn't, I was like, this is about to get like a three star rating, a two star, but then the movie keeps going. I'm like, okay, you earned a better grade. If one of the <laughs> best is that scenes, to the
1: fire. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I was really upset. I was, I was like, like, if the movie wraps here, this movie sucks. <laughs> no way. If that movie wrapped there, I was going to like, finally, Garrett is proven right once again in a movie, burn the house down, and that solves the problem. Well, I sure.
2: like the first ending if they had just worked in the, cool shot of the demon somehow because I think well I guess we'll get we'll get to that yeah we'll get to that so back to back
1: to uh, Rose needing a sippy cup because she can't drink wine so (laughs) the phone rings again and she picks
0: it up and it's the security people and she's like mother of God (laughs) (laughs) dun 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 because she
1: now realizes that the the moment she just had was not real and now she can't trust herself so the cops show up and they're like is it possible that you just left the back door open or something oh what a bunch of dicks
2: weird conversation they have with her yeah they're like like, look, did you not latch the door lady? And and it felt very aggressive because then Trevor comes home and is like, Why'd you set the alarm? No, no, no. Can we talk about
1: Trevor point up to his house? With cop car lights flashing, his wife standing in front talking to cops. He gets out of his car and stands there like, I wonder what's going on. Yeah. Walk over to your wife and see if she's okay. Like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? But again, he's being really he does- inconvenienced by like, the fact that they're there as opposed to like, right. what could have happened.
2: Because he's a tool. He blames her for setting the alarm instead of being like, this is weird.
1: Right. At no point is he
0: empathetic to his wife. No. Not once. What a prick.
2: It's like, why wouldn't you expect her to turn the alarm on, Trevor? You should know when you were coming home because you were like, I'll be home who knows when. Smiley that was face. A
1: huge, huge engagement ring, though. Do you guys see that ring? That was rowdy awesome. I, I didn't. The didn't, oh, yeah, ring was that part. fabulous. Shout out to Trevor's diamond <laughs> yeah. picking skills. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but uh, the cops leave, they go back inside, and mustache, the cat, is missing. It's time to feed the cat, and the cat can't be found. Mustache, sideburns goatees
2: well yeah bald spots they're shaking the food soul or whatever patch. soul, soul patch. patch oh there you go that's little a good cat name little soul actually. patch handlebar little soul patch i like that little Whoa, soul patch Pat pretty Pilling. good
0: i like that one hobbit fee. Oh, what other Christ. body here right, can we stop. call cat let's get back at this movie cat
2: names are generally silly Or people go really in weird directions with cat names, or they're named like James. You know, like, oh, this is my cat, (laughs) Bill.
0: This is Rutherford.
2: Yeah, real, like, people names or silly names.
0: I'm allergic to cats.
2: Uh, We can tell by your hatred of their names.
0: Mm, Just call them Candy Corn. Candy
2: Corn. Oh, okay. Good. Good
0: Things that I don't like (laughs) can be cats' names.
2: Oh, yeah, Cece. That's probably what they'd get called.
0: Anyway. Anyway.
2: (laughs) They can't find the cat. And
0: Rose can't sleep. So she's up at night listening to the recording of Laura Weaver dying.
2: Yes. Okay. At
1: like three in the morning. You send your doctor home because of a traumatic experience. You don't let her take the audio home of the incident and then be like, here you go. Just if you get around to it.
2: I just want to replay this all night. And also you just went through
1: that. Why would you want to listen to it again? I know she's looking for answers because now she's seeing something that's similar to what Laura was saying but what a dumb fucking idea. Also, the middle of the night, after you've had the ADT situation happen, after you're, again, I'm I'm getting upset, and I'm trying not to get upset at Rose, because it's not fair, but like, why the fuck do you keep doing this stupid shit? Like, step away. Obsessive compulsive dude You know what I, know. I mean Like she's just Gotta get to The bottom of it I know But there's other ways To do it Like you know Daytime With other people around
2: Go wake up your husband well, Listen to it in bed And be like Here honey Listen to this Do you hear something Fucked up She's not expecting Anything supernatural Right now Cause in the in, in, in the scene after She goes to her therapist And thinks she's having She sees So in her rational mind She thinks Okay I'm having Like PTSD hallucinations
1: When well, your security company Says are you sure You didn't let something in Turn around Look behind you you done it's a there's, there's no more like i wonder if i
2: should No, stop what you're doing and recalibrate she's a psychiatrist she's looking at this from a very rational point of view right mm. now it changes it you know I, in, I, in okay, the next you, few scenes. No, you're
1: right you're right but i'm just i just fucking this. Again, that's one of the reasons I think I was so invested in the character because this infuriated me. I was just like, (laughs) Rose, I just wanted to like grab her and hug her and be like,
2: stop, whatever the fuck you're doing, just stop. Yeah, it would have been a tough character jump for her to immediately be like totally bought in from what we know from her past. So I think that's why she's like, doesn't care that she's doing this in the middle of the night, which is weird anyway, but.
0: So she's playing the interview back and she hears a little something on the recording, almost like a whisper. So like Garrett said earlier, she keeps, after Laura's dead. Yeah. Yeah. She keeps up in the audio, up in the audio. And I think you can slightly, very quietly hear something say Rose.
2: The That's captions said that I could not hear that. I replayed it like five times, even after I knew it said Rose. And I was like, all right. We
1: had our volume up way too loud on our TV, which also added to the bullshit fucking audio jump scares where it was like, really fuckers, which made me think that we blew our speakers <laughs> every time they kept fucking doing that. Yes, it did actually say Rose very quietly. And then they turn the camera real fast and there's Laura next to her... Smiling and, and screams, Rose. Yeah, <laughs> I was like,
0: "All
2: right,
1: bullshit, man." Okay,
2: movie got me with yeah. That that, that jumpster gear did get me. That was a good one. And they she like pushed herself. Us,
1: they got us in the second half.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she grabs a knife and starts like wandering around the house, like poking in the dark. I'm like, "What are you doing?" She's
1: like screaming and shit. And then like Trevor runs out and is like, "Rose!" And he's like, "Oh my god, put the knife down!" <laughs> like, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Which to be I fair, get. that's the best reaction. Like yeah. that was the most accurate reaction he could have had. Cause
2: she would have stabbed him. She was in stabbing mode. So. Mm-hmm.
0: So she goes to her old therapist the next day. We find out that she used to be a client here dealing with the grief of her mother. She She has to risk it all. She wants script. She wants to get prescription for pills and I'm like, I get it get those pills. You are going crazy right now. <laughs> but the therapist is like, nah, let's just resume our sessions and then we'll see about the scripts
1: later. Yeah. Which
2: is a good doctor thing to do. Like if a yeah. patient comes to you in like drug seeking mode, I don't think you're just supposed to be like, yeah, here you go. So. And
1: if you are a doctor that does that, get at me. No, I'm
0: <laughs> Rose is then going to go ahead and put on her fake smile. She's in the mirror putting on her makeup. She's trying to put on a face. It's time for grandpa and nephew's
1: birthday. <laughs> You got to quit calling them that. You're killing me with that.
2: And it's a very grandpa nephew birthday party. I'll tell you what. I don't think I saw any other kids. It's just like adults. Yo, I don't think I saw any kids either.
1: There was a few. Okay. But there there had to be at least one or two kids. But
2: mostly
0: there's parents drinking wine in a corner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like, here's my sister. Introduce her to the adult beverages. And then uh, we basically cut to the kid opening his presents Mm -hmm. and he opens it up and it's like some gun set. Gun. Yeah. And then it's like, here's the one from your aunt. It's like shit. What what did old Aunt Rose get me this She's time? excited. He's excited though. He's like, all right, this could be cool. He's like, could it be more World War One bonds? <laughs> <laughs> what other garbage do I collect as grandpa <laughs> nephew?
2: Oh boy, well, I hope it's coins.
0: <laughs> he opens the present. Shoe shining kit. Thanks, Rose. <laughs> What's that dumb little like cone and ball that's attached <laughs> yes. to itself? Ball yeah. Cone? yeah, yeah,
2: whatever uh, it
1: is. It's a hoop with a stick. Yeah.
0: So he's as he opens the package, you could just see the demeanor on this kid's face. It's like, what in the hell am I supposed to do with whatever this is? And there's like, show us what you got. He pulls out mustache, a dead cat and holds it up. He's like,
1: huh? Mm, The reveal of this is fucking heart wrenching. Like he just starts pointing cat, and then Rose's face. I have never felt for a character more than when she sees mustache being pulled out of that box and she just loses her shit. She runs over, she grabs the cat, like fuck that kid. That kid can go die for all she cares.
0: For me, this scene is the most effective because it's a very I good one. like you said I'm I'm connecting to Rose. I feel bad for her. Yeah. And the shock! I, I, the minute that the package started opening, I was like, oh, "There's the cat." There's I have the a cat. note that, that basically, I
1: turned, I, I turned, to, I turned to my room, and I was, I was like, "If it's this fucking cat, I'm gonna turn this movie off." And he, sure enough, it was a cat, and I was like, "I fucking hate Mark."
0: Even my wife, who was just coming through the, the living room as I was watching, is like, "She's like, I bet
2: that cat's in there." <laughs> like, oh, of course yeah. he did. <laughs> Poor mustache called
0: it. But the shock on in terror, everybody's face as that kid pulls out the cat, and then Sozy Bacon. Her acting, like, when everybody starts looking at her like she's the craziest person that's ever crazied. Yeah. Like, I felt that. I was like, dude, the feeling of having the eyes turn on you and, like... You know, pointing and glaring. And like, She's
2: like, no. I didn't do that. That's not me. I did That's not mine. I didn't do that. And
0: the way she gets in that high pitch yeah.
1: muttering of like, guys, really, it's I need not help. Even defensive. It's it's a little defensive, it's like but it's more just like the disbelief that you could actually think I would do that.
3: No, I promise you, this wasn't
2: me. It wasn't. It wasn't me. I swear. You have to. You guys have to believe me, please. Somebody, please fucking believe me. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'm so upset right now. Like, I literally like I'm shaking on the inside because like I'm so like if this was me and my cat, I fucking I don't know how I'd handle it. I'd probably just start punching people. Just be like, fuck every one of you. Wow. Starting with wow. grandpa,
2: nephew. You're <laughs> out of here.
1: <laughs> just I mean, one to grow on. Bam. But <laughs> she yeah, she's just she's she just can't handle it like the fact they're looking at her like this could be a possible thing that she could do right and she backs up and falls through the glass well, table fight the, club style the
2: crowd parts a little bit and sitting in one of the rocking chairs oh yeah is it Laura Laura smiling and then of course she's like what are you who are you wait was Can that Laura I thought that, that was the oh,
1: bitchy you- friend from earlier in the party you're right. The, the one that's like, can you help me
2: with some therapy shit? The entity uh, has taken
1: on
0: one of the, one the, of the party guests. Yes. Yeah.
2: And she starts screaming and no one, and it cuts and there's nothing there. No one else can see this. And then, yeah, she backs up and she falls through a glass coffee table. To be fair, she yells, can't you fucking see that? Yeah. And then points to
1: an empty chair. And I'm like, okay, that's not helping your case much there. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was a very effective scene, though. But Rose
1: shreds those arms. Oh, I felt so bad for her. Have you guys fallen through glass before? No. Okay. It's someone, someone who is someone who, haven't had the pleasure. <laughs> as someone who's basically busted out a, a glass, like sliding glass door. That shit'll cut you quick, man. I believe it. Well, it fucked, fucked her up.
0: up. Cuts to her in the hospital. She's laying on the bed. Her arms have been patched up and she's just looking out of the hospital room windows and, Another gut-wrenching feeling I felt for her is just watching her fiance and sister argue in the hall and be like, can you imagine if that was being argued about you? It was like, you're the person.
1: It was Holly telling off Trevor and Trevor just standing there and taking it. I was like, dude, like you could tell he wasn't defending her.
0: Yeah. In this moment, it's kind of like, what the hell do you say? Oh, by the way, your fiance put a dead cat in a
1: present and gave it to my son. You know what you say? There's no fucking way she did that. She would never do that. She fucking loved mustache. I understand this is traumatic, but you need to chill the fuck out. Something's obviously going wrong. Let's go find out what's
2: going on before you start fucking throwing stones. Don't talk that way about my fiance. Yeah. And then you punch her. That's, well, you you <laughs> save the
1: punches for the third act, but yes. Oh, okay. That's assault, brother.
0: <laughs> you punch the kid at the party. You wait to the, punch the adults later on. And then her boss comes in and is
1: like, hey, Rose, heard you in the hospital. And she's yeah. like, oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> could this day get, ed- could this gay get but anywhere? But he is concerned.
1: He is, yes. He's like, He's like. are you okay? Like, dude, this doctor really, as you said, he's a good boss,
0: man. Yes. He really is. Ca- he cares about Rose. Well, you get the feeling that they are friends outside of work. Yeah,
2: he's coming yeah. from a place of concern, but it would suck if your boss came on top of all this other shit and so he basically is just like look you know obviously you can't keep seeing patients right now let's get yourself together Mm -hmm. Uh, he's
1: like you have to stay away from the hospital now yeah she's been banned from her work
2: which i mean i get you she can't she has got to help herself before she can help
1: others now comes the one scene that i want your guys opinion on is it where they drive home they talk in the car yes it's the drive home where she finally says okay trevor i'm gonna tell you something i need you to be open-minded check this shit out And so she basically says the whole shenanigans, the whole to-do up to this point. And then Trevor responds. Trevor responds like you would expect Trevor to respond. Like a, you're fucking crazy. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He's the worst. If your significant other came to you and said that they were dealing with something similar to this, gave you the same spiel,
2: how would you react? Not like this. I I mean, you'd have to empathize and you know I don't know that I would believe them right it's a that's a big stretch especially knowing I assume Trevor knows about you know her past history because he later goes you know it's hereditary oh yeah he
1: said that shit in the driveway when they get out of the car in just a minute after he basically is like I can't deal with this I have to walk away right now and she's like are you fucking kidding me like she grabs the door and then she starts apologizing yeah. to him. Like, like how could I ever like keep you like trying to talk to me? And it's like,
0: she's trying to seem as less crazy as possible yeah. in this moment. Yeah. So that's why she's like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't take that the wrong way. Yeah. You know, but she's more, <laughs> it, but the thing is, work. is like Trevor has absolute no empathy. He's not willing to entertain yeah. or understand where Rose is coming from. So in this moment, you need to do a little bit of that. Just a little bit yeah. to say like, look, I understand like this is, Whatever's happening right now is definitely something else.
2: And you got to say like, all right, look, we'll get through this together or whatever. Just align and be like, look, I'm still on your side. We're going to figure this out.
0: There like, is no percentage of support coming from him at all.
2: Yeah, like negative support. He was like, I don't even want to hear about this. So why don't you deal with this shit all on your own?
1: See, the thing is the cat. That's what that's what immediately would trigger me in. If, if, if someone was all like, like, oh, you obviously had to kill your cat and put it in a box. I'd be like. If I was engaged to someone, I would know them well enough to know like that would never be yeah. a possibility. Like I would immediately be like, OK, someone snuck in our house that day. The window was open and killed your cat. You know, <laughs> right. like someone's in our house right now living there putting cats in boxes that we don't know about. Let's go check it out. Let's call the fucking co- like, again. The fact that he just immediately is like, like yeah, you had to have done this. I'm just like, dude, get fucked, man. Like, I feel like if someone was like, Garrett, you killed your cat. I'd be like, y'all better believe that fucking Satan is alive and well and doing this shit because there's no way.
2: He could very easily tie it to the alarm situation. You know all that happened, but he doesn't accept anything. It's, it's not
1: entertained in the least he, in no. his mind. Yeah, And, and he, he is, sleeps on the couch that night like a real fucking prick, dude. dude. You know your girl needs help. She just went through a fucking glass table. Yeah. God, Trevor just pisses me off, man. He sucks. He's, he's pretty Fuck much this trash. Guy.
0: So instead of sleeping, she's going to do some more internet research. And she's looking into the professor that killed himself in front of Laura.
2: Can I tell you my favorite, my actual favorite part of this movie? they used real Google somehow not <laughs> Fugal or Search Webber or whatever I was like damn how'd they manage that I feel
1: like at this point Google's like yeah yeah we know we exist in the world she should have asked Jeeves
2: yes that that would have been mm-hmm. awesome uh, that's probably where 16 of the 17 million dollars <laughs> went to pay Google I would love if in a movie they just actually had someone using Siri, Siri Google 10,000
1: deaths and you know like just really those out loud yeah. really stupid shit and have your partner be like what the fuck
0: are you doing if you want me to do that you gotta unlock me first <laughs> <laughs> So while she's doing her research I don't know how people do this But her door is wide open With the, just the blackness of the house Spilling into the room And she hears her name
2: Rose You don't keep the doors open in your house?
0: Well, if I'm busy nope. working I close the dang door in a room The door is closed With those lights on in the other room
2: Oh uh, I don't
0: You see my electric bill It is no joke So she's like Nuh-uh Not fucking dealing with this <laughs> shit And she just curls up under the covers And is like I'm
1: not gonna do whatever's going on right now Which I totally get so after that whole shenanigan, she basically is going to go see the Professor Hammerhead's wife, uh, Mrs. Muniz, and like get some information. So she poses a um, a reporter, and she's like, "Oh, we have some questions. You know, we're trying to get figured out and answered." And she starts asking questions like, you know, like what led up to this, and she kind of describes similar behavior to what she's experiencing and stuff like that. And so. um, she takes her down to the the basement or whatever where his office was. And she's like, you know, this is what he was drawing and seeing before, you know, everything that happened, happened. And she's like, that's his brother. His brother's been dead in an accident for like 20 years or something like that. And he's got a picture of the brother like sketched out on this paper. Yeah. He's smiling.
2: Some great, great drawings. Yeah.
1: Great charcoal, like, you know, um, lead drawings and. Um, but everyone's got that creepy smile. People like ripping flesh off of Ugh. their face, which I thought well, that's a creepy little imagery. That shit's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Thank I, goodness. Because sh- that was effective. Schrodinger's face pull. <laughs> there you go. And um, so then she's like, wait a minute, are you a reporter? And she's that's like, check offs. Yeah. Check. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Sulu's face pull. Um, so anyway, like I don't remember how the, the cover gets blown, but basically she's like, you got to leave. Like get the fuck out of here. Never come back.
2: I think she basically says like, I am doing, I've, This is happening to me, too.
1: She's like, did he
0: ever say how to stop it? Everything (laughs) that's going on, all the the crazy bullshit that everything's faked? Is there any way to make that not happen? And she's like, what kind of fucking reporter (laughs) are you anyway?
2: Let's say you were seeing the same thing. Get out of my house. Get
0: out of my house. And shout out to Judy Reyes. I hadn't seen her since Scrubs. Oh, is she's, that who that was? Uh, she's oh. Carla from Scrubs.
2: That's Carla? Yeah. Oh, all right. Did not She's roll.
1: looking fantastic. Yeah. I was like good to see you again. It's so. been a while.
2: Could not have re- would not have recognized her at all. So with plan her.
1: A failed. She's going to leave now, and at this point is when she goes to talk to Joel, I yes. believe.
2: So she shows up at Joel's. Because why wouldn't you go back
1: to your ex-boyfriend's place when you're having a problem with your crazy fiancé and a demon monster?
2: You mean this very kind, supportive, generous person?
1: The only one that's taken any interest yeah. or tried to be sympathetic towards He's her a at cop, all.
2: He's you guys. You can't trust them. Well, yes. I mean, <laughs> in general, but... Uh, he's a a decent guy, at least from what we've seen.
1: Yes, no, she, she basically goes to him and is like, okay, look, I've got some information here. Can you tell me about Professor Hammerhead and like anything related to the case? And that's when she kind of finds out there's other people that have had this happen or something like that. I
0: feel like Professor Hammerhead would be a Dick Tracy character. Oh,
1: definitely. Isn't there a Hammerhead? There's a hammerhead in uh, Marvel.
0: Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking yeah. of.
2: Yeah, so he goes, she goes to Joel and, and she walks into his apartment and he's like, oh, okay. And he, she's like, look, I'm going to ask you some questions.
1: I'm going to ask you some questions. You're going to answer them,
2: <laughs> And don't ask me any questions. Though. This is a one-way street. Mm-hmm. And she's like, can you go look up the files for this professor and see if he was involved in any other police reports? And he's like, well, it's my day off, Rose. And I don't want to. I thought to. he had to go
1: into the office to do it. Evidently, he could just it on his personal laptop. Yeah,
2: he was a little complaining considering he just got his laptop and sat on the sofa. Yeah, and so he looks it up and he's like, "Oh yeah, he was he was involved in this other suicide that a happened woman, a week before.
0: A woman named Angela Powell. Okay, had committed suicide in front of him.
2: And they cha- and they is that where they get the the they get a picture of her and she. I don't know how she committed suicide. She fucking like tore herself up.
0: Well, first, the movie doesn't want you to see it. Yes. The viewer. But then all of a sudden she prints
1: it out and it's carrying it around in a fucking manila folder. <laughs> well, Rose is like, let me see it. And he's like, you don't want to see this. She's like, let me see it. Grabs his laptop. And he's like, well, I guess she's got the evidence laptop now. Right. I get, What can I do as a cop? And I was yeah. like, dude, you can't just give this information out. These are ongoing investigations. She's like, cross-reference Angela and see if she was involved in any weird hijinks. (laughs) Computer, enhance. (laughs) Yeah. He's
0: like, son of a gun. Looks like Angela saw a guy kill himself at a gas station. Here's a video. Yes. Let's let's watch the video.
2: Yeah, Rose was impatient. She's like, double-click on that shit. He's like, it's loading. He's like,
1: chill the fuck out. It's got a buffer. (laughs) And then she says, rewind it. And he goes, what? And I was like, okay, that's the right response right there. But the video is, yeah, this poor woman at a
0: pump and this man comes from off screen and he walks up to a truck and takes out these fucking garden, garden shears. shears yeah uh, or hedge trimmers more likely. Yeah. They're, they're pretty big. They're huge. And then he turns around and stands in front of the woman until she's clearly looking at him and just takes them and jabs them into his Ugh. chest and the spurts of blood going up and down and the man just crumples on the ground. Ugh. she's like rewind that shit let me see that
1: again <laughs> and then they pause His it facial response I'm like what I was like that's awesome
0: and they freeze frame it on the man's face when he's facing the security camera and you can see he's got that weird creepy smile well, too and
1: that's when Joel says he's like is he smiling like they're shocked like I don't understand why people are so shocked about someone smiling before they kill themselves crazy people do crazy things. Well, this Everyone is Everyone acts like it's like completely improbable though. It's fairly uncommon.
2: Yes, okay, it's a very distinct smile. It's not like a smirk or a, it's like you know, it's a joker smile. This is like a ear to ear grin. <laughs> and
0: she's like, "You got a printer? Print that shit." She prints it up. That's and- right, she does. <laughs> and then oh she God. she bounces and she goes home and it looks like Trevor, thinking he's doing the best thing he could possibly do, he's called the therapist. Let's be honest,
1: this probably is the best thing Trevor could do. For him?
2: Yeah. Well, he, maybe for her too. He needs to patch up with his his fiance before he's bringing in a third party. Who's he going to call, Joel? No, he's going to call his fiance. Look, Trevor is still
0: sitting at step 1. Yeah. This is step 6. There's some in-between but work. Trevor hasn't seen
1: anything to indicate that he needs to be at step 6. Now don't get
0: me wrong, Trevor's still douchebag. The thing is is step 2 through 5 is what Trevor needs to be doing. Yeah. Talking what to are those? Steps? It's Trevor work. Talk, Talking, yeah. empathizing. Well, He's obviously
1: not going to do that. He's he's he's
0: he's gone through those steps and he's chosen <laughs> no. <laughs> Get Rose and put her on a plane and go to the fucking Bahamas for a week.
1: Get out of the baby, situation. Maybe world travel is not the thing that a crazy
0: person needs at that moment. I think getting out of the house is exactly what she could use right about so now. So he should have checked her into Ramada Inn. If he's with her. This episode is sponsored by Ramada yeah. Inn.
2: Or at least a Holiday Inn Express. I mean,
0: Anywhere that doesn't have a continental breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you need to go. Somewhere with a buffet. Let me an Omelet line. You know what I'm saying? An That's an where they need go. Okay. Yes. I like uh, it.
2: So Rose... You know what mad props she's that's it. She's had enough. She's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And actually, she's like, Trevor, what the fuck is she doing here? And then the therapist was like, well, I just. And she's like, I am talking to my fiance. I was mm-hmm. like, fucking get her, Rose. I thought get she was going to say
1: my ex-fiance at that point. And I was like,
2: damn. They're so, just like, we're trying to help you. And she's like, make yourself a fucking home, all right? And she storms out. And I was mm-hmm, like, get him, mm-hmm. Rose. Get him. And
0: she goes over to her sister's house.
2: And, and she, just crashing birds. <laughs> 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 you're, you're
1: riding so high. Again, though, maybe a professional is what? She needs at this time Someone who is willing To put the empathy And the understanding And the listening Into the mix
0: I, I honestly at this point Rose knows that Her therapist is not Going to listen to the words That she's saying It's much like Laura When she was talking To Rose at the beginning but she
1: didn't tell The therapist that she was Dealing with that crazy shit She just said Hey I think I'm kind of Seeing stuff Can I have all? Like so the therapist Mind went to like This chick's trying to get drugs
2: Yes I mean I don't think It would have I'm gonna changed I'm going to
1: cut the therapist A little bit more slack Than I think you guys oh. are Just
0: because like no, I, I, I'm telling you from Rose's perspective I'm, I'm not gonna, saying that okay. The therapist is necessarily doing anything wrong.
2: Right. I don't think the therapist is the bad person here. Trevor's the asshole.
0: <laughs> yes, that's the crux of this yes. argument here. The
2: therapist is just like a poor third party trying to help out. So she goes to her sister and Craig, Craig, whatever. Greg. Greg answers the Oh, Greg. Yeah, answers the door and he's like look, I don't think Holly wants to talk to you. You're like a fucking animal. Like, It'd no, be Wait, better. Wait, an <laughs> he, no, he didn't say, say that. that. No, but like, he was like, "You, it's better if you're just not around here. And she's like Greg, talk
0: to my sister.
2: Yeah. And I was like, "Forget him. I'm just so <laughs> proud of her right now. And then Holly comes and, and Greg's like, I'm handling this. She's like, get the fuck out of here, Greg. And he's mm-hmm. skedaddles and she gets out on the porch. Go buy some crypto in the yeah. back or something. Greg he would be buying crypto. He's a for crypto sure. bro. He's got NFTs galore. I <laughs> like that word <laughs> skedaddle lately. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm leaning into it. Okay. So ho- Holly comes out and Rosa's like, Holly, my eyes are open. I figured it out. I have been cursed, or I've been wrapped up in a curse. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, Rose, that's an option. That's one do way. Believe, do you guys
1: believe curses are real?
0: No.
2: Yeah, no. Oh.
0: That's why I was trying to get John to buy that cursed
1: cross on eBay the other day. Okay. Fair. Because I, I don't believe in curses. Oh, I won't, buy, I won't buy haunted dolls, cursed items. Fuck that shit. That's, yeah. That may not be real, but I'm not risking it.
2: Exactly. I need to poke the bear in the eye, man. Like, <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I believe it's not, but why, why gamble? You poke the
1: bear in the eye, you're getting cursed. I
0: own a Ouija board now. I'm ready to start getting those cursed accoutrements. Was it a new Ouija
1: board was it like an old school used Ouija board? It's like a 70s, 60s oh. Oh, Ouija shit. board. That's when Yo, they were still cursing Ouija time It's on.
2: Okay. I've done it before. It's a total waste of time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Holly and um, Rose are basically having a quote unquote conversation where they're basically like trying not to kill each other. Right. Holly's like, look, I would do anything for Jackson, my son, but you have
0: (laughs) traumatized him. Do you like how I snuck that in? Yes. I was waiting for
1: someone to make that joke this episode, and I was like, it ain't going to be me. I have to hold back.
2: Well done. And then Holly goes, you know, this is exactly what happened to mom. And that was that was the wrong road to go down. But no, that was the right road. I would love to know that mom was seeing crazy shit and also
1: having delusions and seeing a monster, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But I don't think she was. No. She wasn't.
2: And also, I don't think that I was the- I would have taken
1: comfort finding that out, though.
2: <laughs> I don't think that was the, the path this conversation needed to go, because- That Rose was like... And how would you know? How the fuck would you know you left? I was stuck watching this whole thing happen. And Holly was like, look, I was the oldest, okay? So,
1: of course, I had to leave. I was taking the brunt, yeah. And I
2: don't know that I believe that.
1: I believe her. No, Holly's a self-centered bitch. I don't know. I feel like Holly ran because she had to. And I feel like Holly has resentment for doing that, basically. But knowing she had no choice.
2: I did not get any of that.
1: I'm I'm backing Holly on that one, having to get out of there. Holly is trash. Yes. I don't think good of Holly at all.
2: Anyway, so Rose was like, listen here. Okay, you, you dried up coos, pretty much you <laughs> piece
1: of shit. You tainted hussy you listen to me you are garbage your whole family's garbage your son's a piece of shit your
2: husband's a piece of shit i hope your whole family lineage burns yeah that's pretty much the dialogue she's like if you were on fire i would not piss on you (laughs) she
1: basically just says you live a very like bubbly plain sheltered lifestyle what she actually says is like you are a self-centered
0: bitch who thinks that you are the end-all be-all like of the universe And I, I was think like I mine was yes. better You guys Yeah I agree <laughs> But what I said Is more accurate To what she Closer. actually Closer <laughs> Yeah
2: Garrett captured the vibe You captured the dialogue
0: Yeah And then she's like I didn't mean that I was like Yes you did Because <laughs> you got it right That's exactly yep. what she is
2: She's like I don't know why I said that and Like I kind of do Rose So Holly's like It'd be best if you left And so Rose goes into her car Then she we starts s-
0: getting on her phone And then you see In the blurry background Of the door open And you see the Holly The door of the house Right yeah. And Holly's coming back to the car, very speedily walking towards it, and then knocks on the car, startles Rose, and then Holly's head falls off, but it's still connected by the skin. It's
2: like a, like a, like a Stretch Armstrong head. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Which, that was in the trailer, and I was like, well, okay, whatever. That's like the most least effective thing in the movie, yeah. I think, but it was fine.
2: And yeah. then Rose
1: is freaking the fuck out in the car. Now, up from the window of the house, Andrew, or Jackson... Andrew Jackson cut.
2: <laughs> Jackson That would be what they name yeah, him. I was like Probably. President
0: Jackson looks
1: on in disgust. <laughs> Jackson's looking down in the car, watching her, his aunt freak the fuck out and lose his mind mo- lose her mind. And he is looking worried. See, I thought this was her transferring the trauma mm. to Jackson. Yeah. And I was like, and the cycle continues. But what, evidently message. He, yeah. Part two.
2: Or I would have liked to see Jackson like take some tea out of a cup and like just shake his head in disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> All classy and just, yes.
1: oh, that would have been great. Just oh. see him close the blinds slowly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's why you're not invited here anymore, Rose.
1: He's like, we've lost another one. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yes, uh, at this point she's freaking out and then we cut to... Um,
2: this way she goes back to Joel, right? Who's like, look, I've done, I continued the research when you left. He's and
0: like, why didn't you tell me about the connection to your patient, yeah. I looked into this, and there was 19 yeah. other suicides. Yeah, where that were I they? Because it looked like they were in a parking garage or oh, something like that. Because she goes, oh, she goes she, and eats that burger yes. in the parking lot, and then she's, she's like hungrily, sadly eating like she, a lame burger at a cafe. She goes to town car.
2: on that burger. To be though. fair, she
0: probably hasn't been eaten. Well, oh, sure, that's true. You know, yeah, she's been you see out. her; she's being worn down a yes. lot. It's I mean, even more. She never once gets any rest. I get it. And I, Joel calls, is like, "Hey, what the hell? You didn't tell me about this. I found 19
2: other suicides, but one of the guys." survived she's like wait 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 who We found 20 cases and 19 suicides and rose grabs onto that Mm -hmm. and he's like oh yeah one guy per uh an accountant uh named robert Towley. killed somebody else and guess what he's in holding and she's like we got to go see mr Towley.
1: but then his wife committed suicide and she's like wait a minute that's what she kind of thinks like okay it jumped
2: based off that information we can all
1: agree this thing's unstoppable Right. It can never be stopped.
2: Oh, I, I, I think. Except she has
1: that idea where like if I kill myself and no one's around to see it in any form or fashion, no one's there to be traumatized by my yes. death, which I think is correct. Except she never actually tries it. Well, she's this is the this is
0: the info gathering portion of the movie, right? She's trying to figure out what are my options really. Mm-hmm. So, so when t- she talks to the prisoner, Mr. Tally. He says, "Look, send the cop out. I'll tell you
1: everything hey. I know." Which
2: I didn't really understand because he also says, "I already confessed." So well, he
1: confessed to killing the neighbor. He's accepted the fact that he is he's yes. in trouble for killing the, the neighbor, but he's not going to talk about how he's fucking crazy. <laughs> or he doesn't know that cop. He's not going to incriminate himself. He's like you got to yep. go kill somebody else.
2: If you already confessed, you're max. <laughs> Incriminated. Look, I don't know what that crime would well, be he's, called. He's being
1: held for he's not he's not convicted. I think he's being held for his court date. It's like fantasy murder. I don't fantasy know. He murder. could still get off.
2: He could still get out of this. But maybe he's get. But you know what? If the cop is there, he could plead insanity. Look, that, we'll say that for Law and Order. I know okay? you're right. Anyway, he gets rid of Joel. Joel's like, all right, I'll be outside, and this is where he tells her. Okay, here's what you need to... Well, she doesn't... She says, I have a patient who is going through what you're going through. I love the way this played out in the movie. Yes, they do so well. And I just need to know what should I tell her, basically. And he's like, what you need to tell her is to go kill somebody in the most gruesome way possible in front of somebody else. This thing feeds off of trauma. Mm. You need to traumatize somebody or she... Needs to kill somebody so that the trauma transfers.
0: Mm-hmm. And he
2: just starts going on in tangents.
0: Like, murder somebody. 19 stabs. 32 fucking toes <laughs> yeah. you chop off. And she's like, I'm not going to kill anybody. And she's like, oh, shit. The ruse is up. And he's like, it's you? And he's like, you brought that shit in here? And he starts don't freaking. Don't you
2: put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Don't you put that evil on me. It's like, he's don't like, you're not bringing it back to me. And I was like, but you just said it doesn't work that way.
1: No, 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 no. He... Oh, he, does he? You think? don't fuck with it, though. Look, that's he, true. He doesn't
2: even want
0: to be in the vicinity. What if yeah. she's there to
1: kill herself in front of him and pass that trauma back to him? Oh, you don't know. You don't fair. know with trauma demons. You're right. You know what? That's Until totally the fair. studies come out, we got to play it safe,
2: guys. You're
1: totally right.
2: So, yes, okay. In retrospect, he's right. So he freaks out. They pull him away, and Rose is like. Well, this is bad news.
0: In in one of the most bizarre moments of the movie, that I didn't quite understand, Rose's thinking is she just chooses not to tell Joel anything. Yes, any of this conversation that she just had, she just like leaves it out.
2: Yeah, why wouldn't you tell him about the part B? Because her plan is to go kill Carl. She's
1: accepted it. Yeah, she's accepted the fact that she has to kill someone. So. I guess it was just so immediate after she
0: screams I'm not going to kill anybody that she's already made the plan to go kill Carl. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. I thought that that might mull <laughs> yeah. over a little bit longer than just right outside in the prison parking lot.
2: The movie is weird to be honest, the movie is weird with time cuz at one point she says, "Look, I'm on day 4," but it feels like it's been more than 4 days cuz the day night I I didn't go back and like count it up, but I'm sure it is accurate, but I can see where it feels sometimes it feels like the movie is jumping Actually, you know, she hasn't decided
1: to kill anybody no, yet. Yeah, she's gonna she go home, home. And that's where she's like oh, biting her fingernails. Right. And you know what? This pissed me off. I have chewed my fingers to their bleeding way worse than she has, and she acts like her fucking life is over. She's like, oh no, I'm bleeding. Real. I was like, bullshit. I was like, come, come at me when your gloves are filled.
2: Maybe this is new for her, new behavior. Okay, that's true. And you're right. This I'd is I bite the, my
1: nails and cuticles a lot, so I have no room to talk. So she
2: might not be she's like, Oh, I've never even bitten my nail before. This is what it tastes like, huh? So she, anyway, per- pre
1: trauma, your hands.
2: Yes. So as she's dealing with her in her barely injured nails, uh, mm-hmm. she sees and the fact that she's
1: going to have to kill someone.
2: Yes. She's trying to digest all that. She sees the therapist come over through like her, her glass window. She's like, Oh,
1: me. Dr. Good and Plenty. So she puts away all of
0: her printed death photos. <laughs> yeah. I like that. She like scoops them up back into the Milano folder for you.
2: Good thinking. Don't want the therapist to see those. <laughs> and she goes to the door and she's like, hey, what's up? Long time no see. I Now's not a good time. <laughs> it's been like a day. <laughs> yeah. And the therapist is like, look, Rose, you know that I have to report if I think you're a danger to yourself or anybody else. And so just help me not have to do that. And Rose is like, oh, check me come on in good thing i hid my death photos
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're having a whole little conversation of like i think this is all related to the death of your mother maybe you need to come back and start seeing me on the reg and she's like you know trevor told me that you're seeing ghosts and she's like i didn't fucking say
2: ghosts she's really hung up on that she's like i think it's a demon or i've been cursed i was like okay
0: all i said was i was hallucinating some shit and trevor said ghosts yeah fucking trevor Mm -hmm. man and then the phone rings Mm -hmm. she picks up the phone and who do you think's on the other end? Dr. Good and Plenty. Bingo! The candy? No, it's the doctor sitting right in front of
1: her. I know, that's what I'm saying. Dr. Good and Plenty. I called her Dr. Yeah. Dr. Good and Plenty earlier.
2: The least oh. believable part of this movie is that Rose has a house phone.
1: <laughs> a landline? <laughs> yes.
2: Like, this supposedly takes place in 2022. Look,
1: when you have a fancy house, you have backup phones. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Just yeah. for decoration, just at least. Spare
2: cell phones, maybe.
1: Yeah. So, Dr. Northcut. Is, is that her
2: name? Northcut. What a name
0: is on the line she's like hey Rose I just didn't really like how we left things last time and as this phone call is happening she's looking at doctor's face and it just starts to get all like hmm you're figuring it out Rose I'm not really the doctor (laughs) and here comes the smile
1: and then she goes almost time Rose the voice does a weird demon voice thing It goes, it's almost time Rose it doesn't sound like anything we've heard before and at this point I was like wait a minute Are we going to really get to see a demon here? Like, Mm -hmm. are we going to get to see the curse in like physical form? Because this is the first like manifestation of this thing that we've actually heard that has not been in the humanoid voice or form that it's basically quote unquote possessed or whatever. One
0: of the other things they've found out through their research is that everyone who is quote unquote cursed with the uh, the suicide only lasts between four and seven days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is Rose's fourth day. Or she a just... It's the fifth day. Yeah. So some real ring shit's going on here. So the demonic doctor starts uh, approaching Rose, and she goes down the stairs, and it manages to catch her and grab her by the face, and it's all drooly, drooly gross.
2: Yeah. It's
1: and like then... It's like she, a, think alien.
2: Yeah. I was say, it's like a yeah. scene out of Alien. Dude, it was weird.
0: And then it cuts to her in the car. Yeah. How did she get so out So Rose of is just in the car now. So I, assuming this is just, it's kind of fucking with her before it, you know,
2: follows through on the killing. Oh, maybe Rose never even left the car. I think Could she went be. home.
1: I think she went home, and I think she had that moment, and she was like, "Okay, there's nothing to do now but go kill somebody." I just
2: don't because
1: she had the she had the big knife from her kitchen in the car. Yeah, that's she took that true. knife from the kitchen. She didn't have that when she went to the the police uh, the the prison. So she went home. This this thing happened to her, and <laughs> she was like, "Well, got to go to the hospital and kill somebody."
2: but after it, the it like demon breathed on her. Did it just back off and go? See you tomorrow. Yeah, it, just disappears. <laughs> it like
1: she like tip to tat ta ta yeah. see you tomorrow. She probably did the thing where she woke up in reality was something different than what okay. just happened and she was like, Okay, I can't live like this. Time to kill some motherfuckers.
0: So she's in the hospital parking lot in her car and she's got a knife from her butcher board, mm-hmm. slid into her sleeve and she sneaks back into the hospital and they're like, Hey Rose, what are you doing here? And she's like, just left something in my office <laughs> and goes straight to poor old Carl's Dude. room.
2: Carl, my man Carl has not done a single thing wrong all he he's just been sleeping well, yeah, He, did. he
1: trusted rose yeah boom
2: sitting in his room minding his own fucking business and as she enters carl's
0: room he notices her presence immediately and turns and he's like oh shit here it is i'm gonna die i'm gonna die i'm gonna die and she like comes at him with the knife and then right as she's going to do the business in walks her boss
2: mm-hmm. rose what are you doing here She's like, uh, <laughs> no time to talk. Time to murder. Slash,
1: slash, 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 slash.
2: It's la- stabbing the time. fuck out yeah, of him. Yeah, so many times.
0: But as she's stabbing Carl, like he starts smiling. And they both start screaming yeah. at each other. And you. Ah, thin, ah, yeah. ah,
1: ah. And I was like, whoa, this is weird. Well, that's the moment I knew. I was like, well, this is fake.
2: And then Dr.
1: Desai. Desai, Desai
2: starts pulling his face off, <laughs> rips his face skin off. So good of a scene. I want to take his face off.
0: I was thinking about that scene in Poltergeist.
2: Oh, yeah. That is very much what it's like. Yeah. I was thinking face-off. I
1: could not stop thinking face-off every time stuff with it face He doesn't literally pull his face off like that in the movie. What? It's a
2: laser instead. Yeah, that's <laughs> It doesn't laser. matter. I still would love to see this movie
1: basically swap faces.
2: And then Rose wakes up and she's still in the car. And Dr. Desai is there and is like, Rose, what are you, what are you doing here? And she goes... I don't know.
1: She goes, nothing. Gotta go. Well,
0: he sees the knife. He's like, oh shit. He's like, hey, don't move. Let's, let's go, let's go in my office and talk. And she's like, no, no, no dog. I'm out of here. Yeah. And <laughs> like, yeah.
2: she backs up, hits a car and leaves. And then Joel calls her and he's like, I just saw an APB go out. Cause you're a dangerous. What's going on? And she's like, Joel, You're a good guy. I got to go.
1: I got to go. Here's another drone
0: shot for you. Yes. She's like, look, I'm going to go be by myself. It can't transfer if I don't see anybody else. And
1: I'm just going to hide away in a house and just until it's done. I think she's she's going to go kill herself. I I thought she's going to go kill herself. I thought that too. But again, though... Where does she go? So earlier in the movie, there's a reference to Holly at the dinner table at the very beginning where they're like, we should sell the old property that mom's house is on. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just basically it's a total tear down. Rose, I know you're going through a lot, but this was the dumbest fucking idea. Because if you are going to kill yourself, they're going to check that house. It's literally well, a location you have a connection to. Someone's going to find your body.
2: Someone's going to find your suicide. body. I don't think that's the body. problem, though. They can find the body. They just can't be, see it when she's actively committing suicide. I don't think they have to actively see it. I think like,
1: it can, you find a dead body can be traumatic.
0: Well, it said there has to be a witness. Yeah. That was part of the
1: rules. Uh, okay. It's like there must be a living witness so the curse can transfer. Okay. So she goes to her old dead mom's house, and which this, is a haunted fucking house at this point. Which I will say on rewatch, this part of the movie
0: little slow yeah because it
1: really pans around that
0: house and then we get some more flashback scenes with her mother and it's like okay right
1: right this is where we find out that she actually let her mom die like she had the opportunity to go get the phone and save her life but she chose to let her mom die by not getting the phone and help her after she od
2: yeah she basically has a conversation with her dead mom and and we find this out and she's like look i was scared i was 10 and you were terrible you were a monster yeah yeah so then she runs to the garage
1: and starts looking through the stuff in the garage. And there's a big can of kerosene. As There's you a box keep. of matches. And I was like, well, thank God. She's smart. She's going to burn this fucking house down. The place that is the, the the location and the key to her trauma, she's going to excise this by burning it to the ground. And I was like, A, if this is what cures her of this fucking like, demon monster, I'm going to be pissed because what a cop out. But no, she doesn't do that. She grabs a lantern and decides to stay in the haunted house overnight with just a candle lit Fucking light system, but the the the
0: lighting in this house with that lantern was fantastic, oh, excellent, gorgeous, beautiful shots. Very I was so scared
1: of this house. Yes. I'm not gonna lie, everything she was doing there, I was like, you need to leave now.
2: So then the demon comes, and I don't remember exactly I love the how pomp
1: it, and circumstance she like gave to
0: that one. No. And yeah, the demon comes. Well, it's during the conversation that we just bri- briefly mentioned. um It you turns, know, it turns. Yes. and her mother demon. Okay, that's it's, what the it demon is. is in the form of her mother. Turns into the giant thing from It Follows. Yes,
2: <laughs>
1: oh, fuck that, yeah, that. Oof, Marilyn Manson has never looked worse.
2: <laughs> and basically, the demon's like, "Look, you can't get away from me. I am in your head. I am you. There's nothing you can do."
1: She's
0: like, "Get out of my mind," and she says, "No, your mind is so inviting." And then she says, "Well, it's my mind too." And it's like, "Oh no," she's gonna do that thing where she starts using her dream powers. <laughs> I was yes. hoping
2: so. Well,
1: the <laughs> thing is, she's like, she like, tries like, to control. Right? I can, she breaks the demon's arm. Because yeah. she's like, well, if we're in my mind, I can make anything happen I want, because it's my mind.
0: Right. So she snaps the arm while the demon's choking her out, and she picks up the lantern that is t- toppled over, and the house is now starting to catch on mm-hmm. fire. She throws the lantern and lights the demon on fire, and she's like, fuck you,
1: and then runs out of the house. Which this, this was rad looking. Yeah. Watching the demon burn in that room, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still freaked out by that.
2: That demon burns for a good minute. The stunt person who did that effect... Thumbs up. I assume you were actively on fire and it was impressive.
0: Now, this could have been the point where the movie could end. And this house burning down could be the uh, symbolization of Rose letting go of her guilt. Burning down the house. Of her mother's suicide. And this is where she's cleansed and can walk away. And if the movie had ended here, I would have given it a lot lower score. Oh, I thought it was such a cop out if that's
1: what happened. Yeah. If she just had to heal her trauma and that's how you get rid of this thing, I was like, anybody could have done this like a million times earlier. But in the theater, I sat back and I was like, okay, movie. How are you going to make this
0: interesting from here? Because right now I'm gonna I'm like starting to feel the the de- decline in my enjoyment
1: of the film. I oh. cheated because when the demon caught on fire, I was so <laughs> freaked out I had to pause the movie and turn on another lamp, and I saw that there was like 25 minutes left of the movie. I was like, "Oh, oh we're not done yet." I was like, "Something yeah. else is going to happen here." There
2: some long credits. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to Joel. She drives away. She goes to Joel, and it's a very rom-com es scene where she's like, Joel. I'm sorry. I put up walls. I was terrible. I didn't really love anybody until you came in. And then I didn't know how to handle it because of all my trauma and you deserved better. Da 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 da. And she really like, you know, uh, gives her heart to Joel and is like, I'm going to ask one more thing of you. Like, can you please just, can I stay here? And can you like watch me while I sleep? And Joel's like, which sounds weird. I know. Right.
0: But it's more like, I just need to sleep with somebody here so I can feel safe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which I get. Yeah. And Joel's like, yeah, of course I'll do that. I'm never going to leave you. I'll be with you forever. And the smile creeps on his face. The moment he said that, I was like, I don't even wait for the
1: smile. We're back.
0: So it's like man even the trauma traumatic experiences with you
1: forever is that what the movie's trying to say yeah it
2: does send a a, a weird message in <laughs> Again, that like i was talking about this
1: earlier the messaging at the end of this movie gets really messy mm. i mean
2: it basically is like you can't do, deal with your trauma it's always going to be <laughs> yeah, with you like, <laughs> tough
1: you got you, you're going to have to learn to live with it
2: yeah this. and even if you think you've gotten past it no it's still there which, which honestly
1: is sort of true you you only ever you only ever deal with trauma you never i don't know if you can ever fully get rid of it because it's, it's who you are. It makes you the shit you go through as a person, and your experiences make you who you are. Now you can find ways to deal with that, and like I think the movie's like right in that aspect. You can't ever truly get rid of your trauma.
2: So what it should have ended with is Rose just living like every once in a while she's like, "What's up, demon?" and the demons just sort of following well, if she, her around. If she had
1: trapped it in that house and been like, "You okay? Fine. If I've got to be, if you've got to be here forever, if I've got to be with you forever, then you've got to be here with me forever," and. I'm locking you up. Like I'm going to keep you in check.
0: Or Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon and
1: The Odd Couple. But up, but uh well, bu- yeah. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> a
2: lot of options. Instead, what this movie goes with is Trauma's gonna win.
1: So it does, is this where? Um,
0: well, as Joel starts smiling creepily, she's yeah. like, "Oh fuck, oh fuck," and she like backs out of the apartment. She boom, she's out in the field, out in the house. Yeah, and I was like haunted house. I yeah. was like, beautiful movie. This yeah. is what
1: I was hoping you were going for. I'm back in. That was a great transition, though. Like yes. that really fucked me up. I was like,
0: oh shit, girl. Again, the uh, the viewer does not have time to really get his feet under him because this stuff just keeps mm-hmm. changing. You're like, is this mm-hmm. hallucination? Is this real? You don't know. We're back at the house.
1: Joe pulls up and he's like, "Like Rose, what are you doing out here? And she's like, fuck that, dude. Well, and like, runs back in the house.
0: Like you said, Garrett, like he found the connections. Like she might be at the abandoned house. Yes. yes. And that's where
1: she is. Because well, she's like, I'm going someplace where no one's going to blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, OK.
0: And she's like, no, you don't. And locks herself in the house. And Joel's outside, like banging on the doors like, Rose, 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 let, let me, let me in, in. Let me in. Yeah. And, and it, then finally, we get to see what the trauma monster is. It's incredible. I think it was so fucking cool. Because one of the things that I if, if I was going to be a little critical of the movie is that I wish maybe they would have shown this monster a little more. Like the scenes where it's doing the it follows giant mother through the house. I would have liked to maybe have had this actual
1: version of the monster chasing her a little bit more not too much more because yeah. it is really effective I'm going to change that up a little bit because I wouldn't I didn't want to see the giant monster till the end I think the oversized lady monster at the end was super effective at the end what I have liked to have seen is once once we we see that it's because uh, Rose is back in the house and the monsters are like ah you can't get rid of me still in it, mother form yeah so almost rips its skin off at this point now we basically see it it's like you know muscle and pus like just its entire body Is like fleshless and its face, its mouth is like its lower jaw is like pulled down, elongated. It's like this huge gaping maw that it's like staring at has a bunch of other mouths. It's got like multiple like sets of teeth all the way back into the throat. Now I would have liked to have seen to what you're saying, uh, Mark. Maybe some of the characters through the episode open their mouth after they smile and they have multiple sets of teeth in their mouth. Or, you know, maybe, maybe give us hints of what the monster might look like. Okay. But, but without actually showing the giant creature, because I think that giant creature reveal at the end was very impactful. And if we had seen a giant creature before, we'd be like, Oh, it's back at the end. Instead of being I like, can what the you. fuck is this? But so, if we'd seen characteristics of that monster and the humans or the forms that it was taking. I think that would have been a nice little kind of like, He's and nod to it visceral foreshadowing yes exactly mm-hmm. I, can,
0: I can see that i can agree with that too
1: i liked it exactly Hollywood. how it was get the fuck at me
0: so the monster's now r- pulling rose's mouth open and to Incredible. the point where the skin on her cheek is cutting open and tearing and the monster is forcing its way inside of her mouth yeah like that cat and tails on
1: the dark side yeah Oh yeah
2: so it crawls into her and that's it rose is is no more this pissed me off this is the end of the movie? Like, it already lived inside
1: of her. What did it need to crawl in her mouth for?
2: Well, I think it sh- that is is symbolizing that it won. It totally took over her, which I think if we go all the way back to the first person we saw, when she was convulsing, I think it was battling, uh, was it Laura? I think Laura was was fighting with the demon who was also crawling, and I think that's how it, it cements the control. And yes.
1: so it's going to basically now be Rose and she's going to walk outside and kill herself in front of Joel. Well, what happens is Joel finally breaks through the door, goes inside
0: and he can't seem to find Rose, but you hear the kerosene can emptying itself. Oh, God, in I the corner.
1: I part. Yeah. yeah he yeah.
0: turns and looks and Rose is now dumping all of the kerosene on top of her body and she slowly turns around and she's holding a box of matches and she's got the death smile mm-hmm. on her face. She opens the box, lights the match, holds it up to her face, and then lights herself on fire. But you don't get to see it in full screen. It's the, the frame Joel, is you
1: see Joel's face, and you see like the reflection of the fire, like lighting off right. of his. The, face. the
0: yeah. frame is pulled right up to his pupils, and you can see her on fire in his eyes in movie
1: lollipop lollipop (laughs) okay i fucking hated that like i get the whole like you know like play a happy song at the end of a traumatic thing and the juxtaposition is kind of you know like that's played
2: out there's so many songs about smiling and being happy that they could have picked that a song about lollipops i mean it just felt i don't know i thought it was stupid but it
0: was a weak song it ended on for sure but i really enjoyed this movie same i think it ended perfectly nobody won to our knowledge this is still going to continue down the line with Joel they really could do a smile too if they wanted to follow Joel's descent into suicide if they're be- smart they will never touch
1: this premise again
2: it might be interesting though because Joel has a leg up cuz he already knows all the research that Rose did it
1: doesn't matter we've already seen it, it doesn't matter <clears throat>
2: I mean, they're definitely going to make a smile too. If they made two hundred fifty million so? dollars off of seventeen, hell yeah,
1: that's a new property to mine, baby.
2: Yeah, big time. I don't know. I, don't if you know. Make-
1: I feel like this is one of those like one and done. Keep it as a like standalone kind of thing. Because again, there's parts of this like the whole third act of this movie I really enjoyed. Like the well, moment she goes to the prison. Like from that point on, I loved this movie. But there's yeah. like so much in the like second act that I was just like God damn let's go! but you're thinking
2: at it from like a creative perspective
1: not from an enterprise perspective right if you make late stage capitalism is (laughs) the demon like
2: 20 times your investment back you're going back to the well why not just retire at that point yo well, I mean...
1: Look, we, they gave Don't
0: Breathe a sequel. Yeah. That oh, didn't fuck, need a fucking sequel. That, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. dude,
2: they, people in Paramount are right now writing the sequel as we speak. They got... Uh, what other
1: facial things Parker, can we basically cash in on? Yeah.
2: Parker Blink. Posey
1: or whatever got a phone Parker call <laughs> <Finn>.
2: <laughs> ASAP. And it was, was Parker Lynn, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. He got a call right away. It was like, get working on two. You know? Parker Finn? Uh, Parker Finn. Parker right. Finn. Parker it's Finn. one of those things where... I mean, I kind of hope he stays involved because ultimately... They're gonna do it with or without him. So, but I'm I'm am in the same ball court. Ball court?
0: Ball court area with you
2: Garrett. I'm the same ball sack
0: as Garrett. (laughs) I agree with you, Garrett. I don't think this should have a sequel. It's a good standalone. I don't want that, but it doesn't mean that's not going to happen.
2: It's better to just leave it how it is, but they're going to milk this shit dry. Anyway. Four out of five stars from me. Four out of five? Yeah. It was really good. So when I rated this on Letterboxd right after I watched it, I gave it four out of five. But then when I was in the shower today, I was like, you know what? This is more of a three and a half. Too many. (laughs) The reason is too many jump scares. I mean, the first half of the movie it is just so jump scary this movie was an
1: hour and a half and I mean I'm not one to really like criticize that too much we we, we do talk about movies being too long but like honestly the premise is sort of weak but like the concept is like really nice the effectiveness of the visuals the soundtrack everything that went into making this movie fucking as John would say aces you know it's really good it's just there's so much downtime between some of these moments and they have to keep putting in pointless jump scares to kind of keep you engaged Cut back on some of that. And honestly, I thought it would have been a tighter film. I, I would say three stars for me just because I would recommend it, but I'd recommend it as a,
3: eh.
0: Well, I wanted to bring this up as we wrap up that this movie is, like I said, it. it if you've seen It Follows, you've seen this movie. If you've seen Ring, The Ring, you've seen mm-hmm. this movie. What do we think about a movie taking a premise that is so pretty well established at this point and just doing it
1: again? I think this movie did it right. They added enough different features and concepts to it to make it engaging again, because again, I mean, Westerns are a great example of that same fucking story for almost half of them. But if you can give us a Django, you know, where he's dragging the coffin, you know, you can give us a, you know, the, the silent stranger with Clint Eastwood. If you can, if you can tweak it and make it your own feel and experience, Even though it's the same concept and the same story, I think that's completely fine. But you have to have something engaging enough to do that. Now, I don't think the smile was it. I think the concept of this never-ending trauma was more it, and um, I think they did a really good job. I just think that they they had a, a visual kind of feel that they went when they went too heavy on that.
2: I uh, I, I think it was fine. I mean, it's only, well, there's only what there's that theory. There's only like seven stories, right? So I mean, if you're gonna people are gonna redo the same premise over and over again, it follows didn't invent the idea of like a of a poltergeist following you. It's fine. I mean, I think they did a great job. It's I Hollywood hadn't gotten at us yet. Before yeah, more than seven stories. I'm I'm much less critical of this movie than Garrett is. I think it was a great movie. So I say critical, but let me let me.
1: You guys are that. only a half star apart by the way it's
2: an important star though
1: (laughs) i'm critical only in the fact that there is there is a a quality meal here and you put a little bit too much garnish on it for me like that's it like the meal is substantial and it's fucking rad it's just i don't need this much parsley on top of my fucking steak bro like that's kind of where this this difference comes in and because again i i liked this movie and i also hated this movie
2: but i i think this is from my critique as well is that what I think this movie did is it did a great job of taking a high concept like it follows and turning it into a very enjoyable mainstream horror movie. It's why it made two hundred fifty million dollars, right? And like at the end of the day, this is a business, and you have to. And I think that's probably why they have fifty thousand fucking jump scares in it too, right? Like they know what sells, and that's the balance, I guess. You got. Well, to there's, find. A rule,
1: there's a rule yeah. in Hollywood horror that basically you're supposed to have a jump scare every ten minutes or something like that in yeah. your script. And the thing is, is again, if you just cut a little bit out of this movie. You could have just toned back on some of the stuff that felt redundant.
2: But none of it felt, I guess maybe the the bit with the mom maybe, but like I, I couldn't the find ten The therapist scene ten where like it,
1: it pins her against the wall. I, we didn't need that. There's another way you could have indicated that, you know, you could have had Joel basically do the voice or something.
2: That was a great scene. That was like a very yeah. scary scene.
1: I didn't
0: have any issues with the jump scares at all. Like they didn't even bother
1: me. Like it didn't
0: register. It's like, oh, how dare you movie. Uh, but in terms of this one doing what It Follows did, is that it doesn't completely ape it into like you're literally just copying this movie, right. but you can see its inspirations. You can see it clearly, but it kind of made this kind of idea its own. But I think you should watch. Yes, this. I, I, think I would recommend should. this over it follows personally. Agreed. I think this is much better, even though it didn't come first. And sometimes that's okay. You know how like Apple talk. We always start with the second one first. That's right. Yeah. And then Apple never. It always takes existing ideas and makes it their own.
2: Yeah, you know? just so. polish. You know. And I don't know, man. Do I, oh. My opinion on It Follows has evolved over the years. Wait, are you back down? No, I'm a fan. That's why I. I I'm back. I'm up. I might. I still might like It Follows more than this one. Mm. I'd have to go rewatch It Follows. Here's what I will say. This movie is more enjoyable it's more like of a popcorn movie than it follows for sure like there are stretches of it follows where it's just like oh my god Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. so you know what maybe this movie is better than it (laughs) follows. just say it
0: just say it let me hear you say it all right accepted john
2: all right it's better but it just squeaks by
0: (laughs) all right that's all it takes that's all i wanted to hear you admitted it well anything else on smile before we wrap no i think that's it man turn that frown upside down boom How long have we been waiting to say that one? The whole episode. episode. (laughs) Okay. Well, Garrett, what are we doing next time?
1: Holiday episode. Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's our fifth holiday episode. Mm -hmm. We're finally doing, I guess, the classic Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes.
2: Those are all the nights that I eat lactose. I have never seen this movie.
1: (laughs) I have. Watch out. John had some Gouda. It's deadly up in here. I've never seen this movie. I've seen part two. So I'm hoping this one delivers because it's been built up by everyone to me. Yeah, so. I've
2: never seen it either, so we're going in blind.
1: I'm hoping it. Hoping it's decent.
0: Maybe someday we'll do Silent Night, Deadly Night five that has Mickey Rooney in it as a guy who makes Mickey Rooney or Mickey Rourke.
1: Mickey Rooney. Whoa. Who makes demonic toys? Get out of my dreams and get into my car.
2: <laughs> that is amazing. It's called the Toy Maker. Are any of them called Silenter, Deadlier Night? No they're missing out they're not that cool ever i guess six <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: we'll get that one watched listeners thank you for joining us uh we've got an instagram a facebook and a twitter page and we're also on hive eh, we'll see if that goes anywhere yeah you can find all the things we're up to at thegravetalk.com hit us with any comments any recommendations any cold open ideas we love hearing from you guys and we thank you again for joining us on our fifth anniversary episode until next time